0: welcome to another episode of ben frank now <clears throat> you know what it is today it's sunday and it's sunday with stalling hope you guys tuned in last week we had a very very interesting conversation with the new um guest appearance by mr gregory McMullen. good show good top him and stalling you know them two bring the heat much respect to the brothers man um you know where my co-host Amelia she's not here with us right now because we are going to start gearing this show towards guy talk and nothing that don't before y'all start getting mad just locker room talk that's it because she's gonna have her women's show she's still on the air so she's still out there though but we're gonna just gear this towards more um guy locker room talk. And plus i wanted this to be um uh, stalling show so hey i hope everybody's doing good you know um we are um I mean, my mistake, I can say this is Sunday. This is Sunday with Stallings, but we are recording today is Friday. Hope all you guys are being safe. Have a great weekend coming up. Um stay cool. Be careful, wear your mask, look out for each other. But um yeah, today gonna be another good show, another good topic. We're sitting here with Mr. Stallings and Mr. Greg McMullen. Are y'all there? Can y'all hear me, fellas?
1: Yes sir. How yes, sir. What's
0: yeah. up? Shit, how y'all doing, fellas? How y'all doing? I'm pretty good, man. How
2: you Another
0: feeling? good day. Yeah, we're gonna dive right into it, we were just sitting here and talking off the air. Sitting here and talking about um NCAA football video games and how um Greg McMullin is one of the few guys that got the game stopped. So. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be putting my business out on air. Class action <laughs> checks. <Right. laughs> exactly. Class action checks. But you know, uh, we're going to dive right into it though. Uh, we're sitting here to talk about um, today's social events, social um, issues that's going on living in the landscape we're living in right now. We're going to talk about everything. We'll let everything flow. So we thank you guys for joining us today on the Ben Frank show. Hey, that, that's Ben Frank now at Gmail. I mean, I'm sorry, at Ben Frank now, 911 at gmail.com, or you can hit us on Facebook at Ben Frank now. I know I've been kind of quiet on there lately, posts and stuff, but um, just trying to get a lot of other stuff done on Instagram. So make sure you hit us over there we're also on the gram at being frank now. That is being frank now. And right now we are with Sunday with Stallings, one of our good shows, one of our hot shows on the air. So, um, yeah, let's go ahead and talk into a, a what we were talking about was if you watch the TV show, The Shy, you know, I mean, I love that show, you know, talking about Chicago. Did give you a little perspective of Chicago. I, I find it kind of interesting though. But um, some of my characters got killed off and kind of make it sad, you know, Brandon and um, Reg, But Reg was be coming back. But I ain't gonna be a spoiler about that though. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and he got his he got his brother Trig on there. Trig <laughs> Trig was on um, the, bo- the the New Edition show. Yeah, the New Edition. Yeah, um, if y'all watched it on BET, the New Edition is pretty good, but. Yeah, let's go ahead and talk about The shy though. Um have you guys been watching that? Or are you familiar with the show? Let me ask that.
2: Yeah, I am. I am. I uh started watching it what maybe what season 3 now. So, yeah, I started watching it the first season and yeah. um yeah, it's, it's it's actually an interesting show, man. It, it kind of, you know, gives you a you know, perspective of, you know, what life is like, you know, for some there in, you know, south side of uh, Chicago and yeah, it was actually you know, it was actually well put together, and oh yeah, um, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. but it was actually pretty interesting with the, the the issues that happened last year, which you know one of the main characters is no longer on there. Yeah, um, and even that story about what happened with him, you know, yeah. from the stories
0: I've heard is you're speaking, pretty interesting. You're speaking about Jason Mitchell, right? The actor Jason Mitchell. Right. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Right. I follow him on Instagram, and yeah, man, I, yeah, it's it's, it's a tough situation.
1: What about you, Gray? Have you been watching it? Yeah, I binge watched both seasons and then the third one just came out and I've been waiting to binge watch that one. <laughs> but I've been reading stuff that's been out there, you know. But um, the crazy th- <laughs> the crazy thing is I think they did a good job, though, to show how one person's life impacted can have that domino effect on everybody else's life, mm-hmm. upbringing, and particular situation, you know. But – it's kind of like what they say in Boys in the Hood. It's, it's kind of funny like that sometimes. Yeah, like that's true. One innocent situation has led to another situation. I call it another situation. And before you know it, it's a ripple effect. So I enjoy watching it. And um, you already spoiled some stuff about season three, but whatever. You know? I'm sorry, man. Be Take man. it with a grain of salt and watch it like I don't know what was about to happen. But, uh, you, you know. Yeah, yeah, basically. yeah, And I don't want to pop up like Frank.
0: all right let me ask you this then brian how much is too much to show on tv do they show too much are they doing too much do they need to scale back some is i'm I'm gonna
2: be i'm gonna be completely honest with you yeah like i feel like this is not just even with the Shy, but i feel like a lot of a lot of tv shows um you know i mean because you know the shy is on what's that's what showtime yeah it's one of those premium channels um but yeah you know so like you know when you're on those premium channels like it's pretty much what anything goes right but even like when you look at like you know your NBCs, cbs's foxes or whatever i think like you can tell they're they're pushing agendas there's, there's agendas that's being pushed and it's like okay like it's it's getting really thick right now and it's yeah, like yeah. i think i think with the shy is real thick and i do understand that the creator um, if I'm not mistaken, I believe she's, uh, yeah. she's part of the LGB, you know, community. Yeah. Um, but, you know, but it's, it's, it's frustrating for me as a dad, like where, you know, when you see like, uh, you know, last month was, was pride month. Right. And like, you know, they had like, you know, uh, Nickelodeon had put out a tweet, you know, with like SpongeBob SquarePants, you know, with the rainbow, you know, celebrating pride week. Now I'm in a position to where I would have to explain to my kids, what does that mean? And I feel like you know, there's that's not a conversation I should be having with you know, with my little kids. You know, what I'm saying because you know, you're talking about sexual orientation, like that's not a conversation I'm ready to have. So like, if they see watching Nickelodeon and they seeing Pride Week, this Pride, this Pride, you know, what I'm saying that that's just a little too much. That's a little too much. And you know, and then like I said, you know, there's certain things like you just you know on adult shows during you know, you know the later the later you know times later later night, mm-hmm. where, where it's like. I ain't gonna lie. I ain't gonna lie. I'm an '80s kid. That you know, the stuff you see now is like, whoa, like, yeah. what, what's, <laughs> what, you know, like I, I, I just still I've not been desensitized to that yet. But I think a lot of people have been. So where it's like it's no big deal. Yeah. Like you know, if you notice, like if you, if you notice now, like you know, you now have at least one gay character in almost every movie, every TV show you have. You know, and it's just like you know. Damn, I didn't think about that. You're right. You think about it, but like, you usually have like at least one one gay character or, or whatever and it's like, again, it's like to, to I believe to, to normalize the idea that it's like, hey you know, there's no, you know, this is this is reality, this is how it is, there's people like them all around you now, so
0: get used to it. So, so since you said that and that, that just brought another attention and I'm coming to you, back to you, Greg, but um, you said that now if you look at TV, you see one gay character. Now, with the environment that's going on with the whole BLM movement and blacks and etc., are you thinking that white folks are going to start placing more blacks in certain roles now, just to you know, like, hey, we got them there, you know, basically that um, quota to fix, you know what I'm saying? Are, they, are you going to start seeing more blacks on TV shows or powerful positions, or you know, because normally back in the day, you'll see a black maybe the first five minutes at the, <laughs> at the beginning, then also their <laughs> character get killed off. Are you think we're going to start seeing more blacks in the prominent roles? Brian. No. Oh Either one of you. I'm sorry. Either
2: one of you. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. My bad. Uh, but no, I mean, I actually, you, you brought up, brought up a, a good point Um, that, you know, it, yeah, it used to be like, you know, where you would have like these token black characters, you know, like, you know, everyone's, you know, like Power Rangers, you know what I'm saying? They got the token, you know, Asian, you know, girl. Yeah, you have the, the, the black girl. I mean, the black guy, you know, it's like, you, you want to make sure we cover everybody. You know, so yes. I think like. If they did a reboot of Power Rangers. Now they probably, you know, throw in a, a a gay character now. So it's like, I, I think like, I think they've been doing that and circulating more black faces just to kind of like have some inclusion to to reach out to their black audience. Mm-hmm. You know, cause let's be honest, like a lot, a lot of a lot of us don't watch TV shows if there's no representation of us on that. That's true. You know, so I never, know, so yeah.
0: I, I never watched Friends. No. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> No, that Ooh, was yeah. That man. was my show. Like, yeah. like I said, that in the first episode. Like, you know, we had we had you with know, in terms of friends. We had uh, living single. Yep. You know what I'm saying? You're right. You brought that you up. Know, yep. right, you know, there, there was Seinfeld, but then yeah, we had Mark. You know, so <laughs> you know there, there was you know Saturday Night Live, but we had you know Living Color. You know, so <laughs> we, you know it was just different, man.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. It's funny you
1: say that, though. What do you think, Greg? I mean, yeah. I mean. The one thing I will say is just um, some of the references I've been listening to, like with friends, when you actually think about it subconsciously, I think one of the issues was there was no black people. Mm-hmm. But yet when you look at black TV, we still included the white, white. folks yes, because yes. it was one of those things where subconsciously this, to show how things work, we have to include them just so purpose because it was an, it's normal. You know, like like you bring up Sein, uh, Seinfeld, you talk about Friends, you talk about, you know, all the other white shows that were, you know, successes, huge successes. They weren't black people. And if it was, it were like a token guy that was like, oh, he was the barista for like three seconds. Bam, we caught him, gone. You know, versus you look at, it. Was, <laughs> what show was it? Oh, my God, Good Times, The Jefferson, Sanford and Son. on. Well, you had to include all the white people that was in there. And people don't realize that it was a fairly amount of, big characters, wasn't just like a side piece. It was like, oh, these characters are consistently in all these episodes. And it's like, why was that? Mm -hmm. You know, because subconsciously for that to work, yes, you could have an all-black show because we do have some all-black shows. But the grand scheme of it, we don't have just token white people. Those people were actually big roles and big important people that was casted because that's how things were supposed to be during that time. So, I mean... I don't know. I think moving forward and nowadays I don't think we're gonna have I think we're gonna have more people be token characters, but I don't think we're gonna have huge roles in mainstream popular TV shows that are black people.
0: Unless you're on BET. That's
1: it. I mean, even on B I mean I mean, what what are some of the newer shows on BET? I mean what, Oval Office with Kerry Washington? I think that was a big one, or or which one was that Scandal maybe when I mean that was a big one, but where she was a female strong black lead, but even some of the shows on BET, you know, I, I don't even know what new TV shows are out. <laughs>
2: I stopped watching BET back in like 2001,
1: man. Yeah, I, I mean, like, I, I'm, I'm trying I, to I figure
2: it, it. It set us back about 30 years. Yeah, I stopped watching
0: BET. Oh, yeah, yeah, it did. Compared,
2: um, compared negative, negative stereotypes and all that, and I couldn't, I couldn't mess with it no
0: more. Exactly. That's funny you mentioned about um, Greg when you mentioned. Um, in reference to when you have a white TV show, you never see blacks on it, but when you have a black TV show, you see whites on it. Vice versa. It's funny yeah. because I was watching this um, Netflix Netflix documentary called "I'm Not Your Negro." Um, it, I, yeah, I'm not your Negro Yeah, I'm not your negro. Um, James rich, Baldwin. Yeah, James Baldwin. Boy, James
2: Baldwin.
0: Yeah. And, it, and, it brought, and he talked about there was a scene. Um, I forgot what movie he was talking about though. But it was a black and white um, guy and they were on this train caboose and a black dude jumped off because the white dude couldn't make it. He put he reached his hand out. Yes, yes. And the audience like was thinking when the black dude jumped off with the white man. The the, the white crowd cheer but the blacks are. Man, what the hell? You know what I'm saying? Leave that dude behind. He's gonna leave your ass. Yeah. And it's yeah. like it's like it's to me, and t- quote me if I'm wrong though. Because like I said, I'm still learning from y'all. It seems like blacks, us blacks are more sympathetic towards white failures
1: mm. than they <laughs> yes. are
0: than they are sympathetic to black failures. Yeah, yeah. And I, I mean th- and I think that's what's playing right now. But I hate to say no, I don't hate to say this. I'm going to say it. I don't think blacks can be racist. I think we can be haters. Amongst each other, but I don't think we can be racist because I don't think it's in our nature to be racist. And I mean, tell me if I'm wrong, though, but I don't I think we'll be um, more. Talking down to each other race wise then you'll see a black talking down towards a white.
2: I would say I I was, I would have to to disagree. I think that, I think that because of the percentages of the makeup of our country, like, you know, we are in a position where if we, if, if we had the ability, if we, if we were 60 plus percent of the country, I think that racism would still be prevalent. It would just be us oppressing other, other groups of people. So I don't think that necessarily like we don't have the ability to be racist. I think that just because of the the numbers and the, the of our population is why it is what it is. Okay. Um, I mean, you can you can think about like you know just the you know the colorism that you have you know just you know within our own own people. Like you know we treat each other differently just by the the skin tone. You know you are she light skinned, or she dark skin. You know, like you, you got that, you know, which which could be considered, you know, some form of racism, racism in itself. So <clears throat> I do think we do have the capability of being racist.
1: Frank, I agree with you. I don't, I don't think my when it comes to being racist or racism, you have to be the majority group in order to instill such a thing. Just because of some of the fact is we're 13 percent of the population and. With that being said, within our own group, we have many conflicts whatsoever, but let's take the N-word. We normalize that as our own, and we can say it, but when we say it, people don't call us racist. But yet, let somebody outside of our group then say it, then it becomes racist. You see what I mean? So in terms of if Blacks can be racist, in what regards, in what way can we describe like, for instance, derogatory term towards a white person, it's almost absent. Yeah. I mean, the worst name you can call a white person is what? A cracker? Yeah. But then again, that word, from my understanding, some describe was because of the crackling of a whip. It was just the really? person that was whipping his slaves. So... Is that really derogatory? I mean, hell, even some of the white people I know, I'm like, oh, you cracker, they're like, oh, what are you talking about? Like a rich cracker or white, like <laughs> saltine? Like they make jokes out of it because it's comical. Yeah. Like what racist word can a black person call a white person? Um, a good old boy, that hurts their feelings. White privilege, oh, that hurts them. But is that, that really negative? In order for, I feel like in order for us to be, all, oh, black people can be racist too. In what regards, because we don't control the means of what a racist person indoor a person that's oppressed, because oppressed is a form of control. 13% is what we are. We don't control really much anything. You know what I mean? So it's like, like I said, like the N-word. We normalize that amongst our own culture, but yet let a white person say it, well, the first thing we say is, that's racist. Exactly. So is it racist words or... Is the identity of somebody stepping out of their own what makes a person racist. Because like I said, I, I don't think blacks can be racist because we don't have control over nothing. We the minority groupings and 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 how can we? <laughs> You're right. You're right.
0: That's funny, I never you told me something right there I never knew about. That's where the word cracker came from from crackling the whip.
1: Uh, that's what some of my white friends told me, and I like I said, I don't, I, I, don't know if it was based off of what they found out and what they know. But now that I think about it, I'm like, oh, that could make some sense. I said, but at the end yeah. of the day, but I said at the end of the day, what is the most derogatory thing you can call a white person? There not, isn't there's
0: none. There's none. And you know, you know? I, racist. Yep, yeah, exactly. Race, <laughs> racist. Yeah, not, a racist. Not, a racist. A reaction. That'll get reaction. yeah You're right. You're right about that. And that's funny that um. To bring this up, though, um, I noticed a lot of people I noticed on Facebook, they argue, I'm not white privileged. I know, what you know, what is white privilege? I never grew up white privilege. You know, if you say that word also, that kind of like tends to um, strike the core of a white man or a white woman. I don't know why, but that word white privilege, it kind of like sh- it shakes them, you know.
1: Yeah. Oh, I've seen it a lot, too. And it's dis- it's disappointing because something so simple sometimes people the majority aka white people can't understand it's like you say something like white privilege they can't understand that you say something like black lives matter they can't understand that you say something about anything remotely not dealing with them or pertaining to them there's no comprehension of it you know you could give the perfect example of white privilege and they'd be like huh like brock turner <laughs> Brock yes. Turner, the Stanford swimmer. He was a freshman. Yeah. He raped a girl, recorded it, yep. sent it to his buddies, yep. eyewitnesses, and the judge said, we don't want to let that fine young man go to jail. We're going to give him probation. Exactly. Boom, time served. Exactly. That's white privilege. Yep. No, the judge was being nice. What? <laughs> what about the black dude who didn't rape nobody, looked at the white girl and got jailed? Like, you, you know, it's like you give them compatible comparisons side by side and they still can't comprehend other than trying to find some other reason why said event occurred and why it occurred.
0: Amelia, you want to say hi. So everybody won't think that you're missing or you're divorcing me or anything.
1: Yeah. Or that you did I'm something to her. You better stop right right playing. Right That's right why I can't be on. I, can't hear you. I said, I'm actually packing my stuff right now. That's why I can't be on. Hi hey, Amelia. guys.
2: <laughs> hey. hey, man.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, you know, the, um, Okay, let me ask you guys this we're all this funny thing about all of us that people don't know because they're not on zoom watching us right now, but we're all six foot five. We're all former athletes. We all have a um, a broad frame. We're black males. We know each other. Sometimes we get loud, laugh, giggy around and all that shit. We can do that in our own community. Do you ever feel like when you're around your white friends or In public, you see one of your brothers or somebody, and y'all just get loud, and there's a group of white people looking at y'all like, "Think a fight about oh. to break out."
1: What's going on? <laughs> yes,
0: yes. Do, <laughs> how many times have you felt you had to be submissive in public just to not to come off as a threat? Me, every day. And I hate to say this. When I lived all in Nebraska, time. when I was in Nebraska, I felt like I had to be submissive all the time. Not, not even Nebraska, everywhere. I'm starting to feel like that when I hit like maybe after I graduate high school, maybe when I was about mid 20s, I started to realize where I go in these places. I got to be submissive when I have a hoodie on. I got to take it off when I pull up my catalog. I got to turn the music down, even though my music ain't that fucking loud. I got to turn it down anyway. You know what I'm saying? I'm finding myself programmed, and it's sad that I'm finding myself in a situation that I got to come off as a submissive person. And then I'm kind of contradicting myself because I don't want my daughter's to be submissive. You know what I'm saying? I want them to be strong, stand up for themselves. They see dad, 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 why are you doing this? When they get older, why are you doing that? Because I don't want to look like a threat. Have you guys ever been in that situation that you always got to come up submissive or do you not know you're being that way? So,
2: so, so I'll say this, the term submission, there's nothing wrong. Like submission is not necessarily a bad thing. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like we like, like I've always like, this is, I've been burning into my brain. But like when we drive up to when we drive up to a stop sign, Mm -hmm. we stop. You know what I'm saying? We just submitted to the stop sign. Right. You know, we all have bosses. Our bosses give us expectations. We are submitting to our bosses. So like submission is not, you know, necessarily a bad thing because if the environment calls for it, then we we need to submit to that expectation. So if my job says I can't wear a hoodie or my job says I need to, you know, be here on time or whatever. I need to submit to that. But I know what you're saying. You're saying like we have to almost we have to change our identity just to make white folks around us comfortable. Right. Is that is that what you're more yeah, referring to?
0: Yes, yes. So yes.
2: yes. So like no, yeah, I, I yeah that definitely I've had to do that several times, especially growing up where we grew up. Right? Yes. You know, like you had to because you're a minority, you have to fit in however you can, and 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 it's cold. It's it's code switching. You know, you have to you have to. You know, you can be a certain way with your family and your friends, your your black friends, in, in our case, but then like when you get around your white friends and get around your co-workers, then you gotta like address yourself a little bit differently because especially for us, you know what I'm saying? You can have one, you can have a white male who can just be speaking passionately about something and that's cool, like, oh, he's passionate. But you like let one of us say you know, talk passionately, it's intimidating. You know what I'm saying, and it's like, and it's one of those things, like where it goes back to, like you know, how often th- does does you know, let most a lot of white people are even engaged with black people in, in general, because if they're if they're not used to being around us, then what they have to draw back on is what they see in the media or what they hear in music. So they like, you know, so if I grew up in a small town or if I grew up in a place where I've never really been around a lot of black people, when I watch the shy all the time. Oh God! My mindset is like that's how they are. That's how they act. So therefore, I need to be on guard with these people because I don't know what they're about to do. You know what I'm saying? So like, in, in, unless we, you know, so it, it should be that way. You know what I'm saying? But a lot of times too, like we do that because we think we, we can get we can advance further. You know, in in the game. You know what I'm saying? If I talk a certain way, if I dress a certain way, yeah. and like that used to be a thing that burned me up, like growing up, where I would see like. I'll call chameleons. Like I can be black folks. I'll call chameleons. Like you, one way, like with us. But then you get around, you know, white folks or people with money or whatever. You can you transform into somebody like Who is this dude? You know. And so, but yes, I know exactly what you're talking about.
1: Exactly. Go ahead, Greg. Yeah, yeah, we gotta have those different faces. (laughs) I mean, if we want to survive and and thrive in this world, we have to assimilate. We have to do as, as as, the majority say because at the end of the day we don't, I mean, like for instance, I went to a private school and I remember my cousins was going there. First off, when I went we probably had about 25 at most maybe 30 blacks out of a thousand kids. And at the time, it was like you knew all the black people, but at least half of them grew up private school, suburban lifestyle. So Blacks from where I'm from, the streets, like, we don't consider them Black. Like, they, they fully assimilated into white culture. I get it. Coldplay, okay, gotcha, you know. But for the people that were still from the streets and loud, energetic, fun, passionate, love to do all this, that, and third, I had my teacher one day come up to me like, Greg. I said, yeah. She was like, um, can you over to talk to your cousin, Courtney? I said, what is she doing? Um, can you teach her the Hoban way? The what? what? The Hoban way. That was my school, Hoban. Wow. Teach her, <laughs> it was a group of, it was like five or six black girls talking. I know them. I love them. They have my cousin. Hey, can you go over and teach them the Hoban way? So I'm like, oh, so since they're being loud, having fun, enjoying themselves after school, they happy to be off, they engaging in conversation, you feel threatened because it ain't, what, peaceful, quiet. It ain't, include it, it like what, what, what was intimidating but I got it all the black girls were together loud doing the normal to me it was like they having fun of course yeah but but to everybody else it was hostile it was oh it was going on over there there mm-hmm. might be a fight mm-hmm. but I was kind of like wow it I'm just now nah, that became I'm became the spokesman for the black people by the way <laughs> <laughs> but if that instincts where they wanted us to, to take off our normal identity to do what they wanted us to do, which was to be silent, to be chill, to be more calm in our tone, to be less aggressive, whatever that might have been. But it's like they're doing the same thing those 10 group of white girls are doing, regardless of the level of how their tone sound. It's the same thing. But that goes back to what you're saying. We have to put on a different face in order to, to thrive and survive. Because if we acted like how we act with our black friends all the time, People will be terrified of, even more terrified of us. <laughs> but,
0: but is that right, though? You know, I mean, see, that's, it's not. That's why I wish I had Robert also on here because he can talk about the power identity. I think this kind of shed lights on that. But the like, and Brian brought up like fitting in, like a chameleon, area like being a chameleon. Why do we have to change our ways to fit? Why can't we meet in the middle? Why Why do we got to conform to the
1: quote unquote? We're minorities.
2: Quote, yeah, that's thing. yeah. We're minorities. We're a minority. We're not, you know, when we're thirteen percent, we're not calling shots. And, we don't you know, call them. We're, we're playing. We're playing a game that was not. We didn't create the game. Yeah. We have to. We have to play the game. Makes and sense. so, you know, and so, you know, yeah. unfortunately, you know, if if you want to advance in this game, you've got to know the game and then play the game they, the way they want to play. You know, yeah. um, and it's it's unfortunate because I mean, a lot of our culture get, has gotten lost in this game. Yes. You know, like, you know, it is, you know, and, and I won't say like, you know, being loud and awesome is necessarily black culture, but like you can kind of associate, you know, we tend to be that way.
0: Of course. Of course. You know? yes,
2: and of course. so, you know, and so like when you have uh, like when you have like, you know, white friends, or like that, that's that's the the the. the brilliant thing is is that if you happen to have a white friend who is interested in you and your family and how you do things yep. teach them up teach them up like don't you know don't be like you know push them man you you can't be a part of this you can't be a part like no teach them up like allow them to be able to see you know our world because there's not a lot who really care there's a, there's not a lot of, a lot a lot of you know folks who really care because they don't have to Exactly. They're the majority. <laughs> that's y'all stuff. Like I don't care nothing about y'all's Juneteenth. I don't care nothing about y'all's Black History. Like that. That ain't. That ain't for me. Y'all keep that to you and then we are gonna keep doing what we normally do. Yep. And you know, and that's what we are.
0: And I think that's different. We have all these factions, and you got like you said, you got that group that said you do your thing. You know, so we gonna keep our stuff, and they know they're the majority. And that's why I think a lot of disagreements are the way, especially when you look on social media, especially on my friends page. You have a couple that just straight. Oh well, blacks ain't um. I don't see blacks out here um, complaining about killing each other, but they're talking about when a white man does this, white man does that. I'm like, dude, you're not understanding the whole big picture of what we're trying to say. And then I think the, um, like the Black Lives Matter, let's touch on that, the BLM. You, Brian, you got me studying more and more about this damn group. And, um, I got, no, and hell no, I'm not treading water. I ain't gonna, I'm not going to just be real. Speak your mind. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, your yeah, mind. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't agree with it. I don't agree with it. I don't um I, I to just my opinion after reading it it seemed like it was a bunch of a bunch of bitter ass people that is mad at the way I'm trying to choose my words carefully, man. No, man, me... just
1: say your damn words, man. <laughs> Seriously. Because man, what I, you talking I, about?
0: I know, because um I'm still doing research on it, but to me, I'm gonna say this. It's like it's a bunch of bitter ass people that's upset and that's joining another group to try to um disrupt a particular group. And and what I mean by a particular group is they try to to me, I feel like they're trying to eliminate the male out the household, so a group can have more of a say, more of a power. It's like a balance of power, and I think they see the male as a threat. Is am I am I? You get what, you get where I'm going with this? You, are you following or not?
2: No, no I, I get what you're saying. I, I don't. I I don't think that they're necessarily purposely trying to take out the mail or drive out the mail yeah but I think uh, inherently with the things they're trying to do and push forward that's what that's what's gonna happen um you know like the like the, the whole idea of a core of the nuclear nuclear family yeah. of having a father and a mother and all that stuff like yes. they stated they're wanting to disrupt that uh, to where a family could be anything you wanted to be right? So, um, you know, so like that, that in itself, there's a triple effect. There's a ripple effect that, you know, will eventually, you know, address. I mean, I mean, already, like I said, we already have like 70% of black family or black children are raised in single parent households. So, like, I mean, he <sighs> can't, you can't that. yeah, I mean, it's, it's like, you know, we really can't have much more damage to the black family as it is already. Um, but no, I mean, that, yeah, I agree. I mean, you know, I've seen the, the whole Don Lemon and uh, uh, Terry Crews yeah. thing. And I was, like, I was like, I see, I see all through that, man. Like, you know, um, go ahead and explain, explain to everybody what the video what yeah. The video was. Go, yeah, Frank, go ahead and explain to everybody what okay, the video now, was.
0: Don, well, just from where I was <laughs> coming from, Terry made a comment basically disagreeing with the rhetoric of the Black Lives Movement. And it got a lot of backlash over it, which I kind of felt you know, at first, without studying, it, I'm like, yeah, you know, Terry always saying something. Don's right, whatever, whatever, whatever. Then, as I start reading more about it, he's feeling the same way I felt, you know, and exactly everything you just talked on, Brian. And um, I felt that Don knew during that interview that Terry was speaking the truth, but Don was was afraid of... Step on his toes, you know what I'm saying? Because he he had to like straight, he's straddling the fence, like I am right now, wouldn't say certain words, but I can't. So, uh, he uh, he's straddling the fence, and it's like you know, when a person is agreeing with somebody, but they can't just because of their, I ain't gonna say allegiance or their just the way, no, I am because of their allegiance, you know, because of where, the way they feel, and I know I'm kind of like sputtering right now because I am really trying to carefully choose my words, but this is a touchy subject. And the reason why, but but but, but hear me out. The reason why, though, is um, I like to have 100 percent facts so I can feel confident on everything I want to say about this. That's the reason why. Do I agree with Black Lives Movement? No, I don't agree with it. Am I? Is there any way for that to turn around? I don't think so right now I don't think so because I mean at first when Black Lives came out I thought it was this one mission of you know all Black Lives Matter we're gonna um, take care of this this and this you know basically like taking some of the um, policies and vision of um, Huey Newton and um, of the um, Black Panther Party you know but then again they're going way off script they're going totally to I ain't gonna mean this word but all the way to the left they're going all the way to the left with it, you know, and their their vision is not what I see is the right vision. But, hey, I'm only speaking for my opinion. So, Greg, you know anything about the – black? I mean, how you feel about the BLM? Oh, Greg, you there? <laughs> how you feel about the BLM, man?
1: Okay. The Terry Crews tweet, I was in my car driving when I heard the tweets and yeah. stuff like that. His tweet pretty much said that if if the Black Lives Matter movement turned into the Black Lives Better kind of deal, which kind of threw me off because he said, once you start to trying to put Black people above everybody else, you're stepping to uncharted territory. He was pretty much saying, and I pulled up the tweet. I pulled up the tweet that he had wrote. He said, if you are a child of God, you are my brother and sister. I have family of every race, creed, and ideology. We must ensure Black Lives Matter doesn't morph into Black Lives Better. And pretty much what he said was Cruz saw himself as a dangerous self-righteous developing from the movement where certain people really viewed themselves as better than white people. <laughs> black Lives Matter, in my opinion, when it formed back when Trayvon Martin got a uh, killer, got acquitted. That's kind of when it really kicked off. That's really when it became really the forefront of 2012, 13th. I think every movement go through evolution and every movement go through their ups and downs. It's no different than a startup business, startup company. You're going to go through some hiccups. You're going to change ideology. You're going to go through the wave, but it also depends on who's funding it. It also depends on whose agenda you're going to be pushing. Because for instance, if I say, I'm going to give you a thousand dollars, I want this to be my agenda. If that's all you got, you got to roll with it. But then as it gains popularity and some steam, and now you got another person saying, well, I'll give you 50000 if you change it to this. You may change it to kind of like Shark Tank. <laughs> they had the idea, which was Black Lives Matter movement. You had a bunch of people out there looking like, okay, I see it gaining some steam. This is my offer. And if that was the only offer at the table, Black Lives Matter rolled with it. And then when they got a better offer, it was like, wait a minute. He offered three times as much and less equity in stake. Okay, I'm going to go with that. So that's how those identities change. Because for instance... What's the difference from the NAACP? Right. <laughs> people forget about them. Uh, yeah. I mean, my this, think- it's, a, it's a huge difference
2: between the two. Oh,
1: no, no, no. Watch this, though. They went through the same ups and downs and ups and downs like anything else because there was a point period of time where people were like, they're a bunch of frauds. They're a bunch of nuts. What are they trying to do? What? The national advancement of color people. Wait, what they trying to do? Oh, hell, don't they think they're better than us? it was the same yeah, well
2: that, that's that's a, that's the thing because because yeah you, you're right cuz the NAACP the biggest thing they had was was that they more focused on the elite black folks like, exactly you know so like so like you know like your poor black folks they didn't they weren't feeling they would not the NAACP they they bougie they didn't, like they don't they don't care nothing about us mm-hmm. but what we're talking about here is i think it's apples and oranges because with the with the BLM uh organization like up front it looks like we are all about advancing basically the same ideas of, of NAACP advancing the uh, the the movement for and for equality for black people. Mm-hmm. Here, that's what it looks like up front. But when you go onto their page and you look about their about section and we scroll all the way down oh, to the bottom, yeah.
0: all the way to the bottom you, you start
2: seeing like there's like other stuff that they're also pushing in there. Yeah, they so are. it's kinda like so it's kinda like this here. It's like it's like you know, you got a little car. That's been driving this little, you know, little uh, 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 little pacer, little old beat up car, driving, and they ain't getting too far, too fast. But then this big old Cadillac driving, you know, driving hundred miles an hour. Like, oh, hold on, they hitched to that thing because yeah, we trying to go where y'all going, yep. and that's what it looks like to me. It's like okay, we we're gonna be we're gonna latch on to this black movement to be able to push our agenda as well. You know what I'm saying? Because mm. like if, if even if we watch t we watch TV, we watch TV, we, we watch TV during a these, these protests. Like you start seeing like you know like the, the the rainbow flags or something. It's like, what does that have to do with the black struggle? That has nothing to do with it. But, but they have tied on. They have tied onto it. So so that's where my that's where my issue is. If you want to fight for all that, that's a that's a completely different story. But what I'm saying is, don't try to don't try to spoon feed me you know uh, um, poop and tell me that that is pudding. You know what I'm saying? Like like don't try to tell me one thing that you're doing you about something, but then you don't try to force something else
1: on me as well yeah but ain't that every organization in the united states of america i mean let's think about it just like what i was referencing the the thing that drives this country like everybody knows this one percent of our wealthiest people control everything that happens in the united states so how easy is, is it for anybody to join any kind of movement and discredit it how do you discredit something that's legitimate you start throwing in stuff that makes no sense you start putting stuff in there to kind of give you that doubt that's what I, that's what the whole term reasonable reasonable doubt comes into play at people got legitimate movements that are fighting for legitimate things. But if the person funding it wants to somehow dismantle it, regardless of what their motives may be, you can have people second guessing it because of a little quirk that they throw in there that's going to throw people off. Actually, when you look back at it, the stigma was in the black community. Well, that's where AIDS originated because us blacks are all gay down low yeah. like that whole stigma been around well before the black lives matter movement so now that they're talking about adding in black trans black queers black lgbtq that's not that's not something that was never talked about it's just now they're saying we're including every black we're not trying to include the black straight community it's, it's,
2: it's even deeper than that man. because it's even focused they even focus more even on uh i can't remember what, what it's talking about like transgender especially transgender females like like now we're getting into gender we're, we're separating by genders now too so it's like to like like i said to me it's like okay look if you want to have that movement fine but not i i just have a I just have a fundamental problem with okay you had your like 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 the like women's like you know women's suffrage you know they had their movement and they stuck to their that was their movement yeah they. Black mostly, support, yeah, we had our support, movement yep. you know you know lgbt they've had their movement but now it's like the LGBT has linked
1: onto another movement so that they can progress even further. I'm just like, that, yes. that's right. That ain't right. It, it may not be right, but okay, let's put it this way. If you had a basketball team, can you win with five point guards? Or do you need a point guard, shoot guard, small four, power forward, center? But, 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 I'm, 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 I'm asking. asking. No, no, watch this, watch this, because this is the thing. Culturally,
2: when had culturally within the black community, when have we been even okay with that, with, with the LGBT Life.
0: exactly
2: When, when has that ever been? You're right. No, we never did. We it, haven't, but it was a best it, kept it, it, secret. So, so, so my thing is, is that, hold on, what's really happening here? We, we have to look at the bigger, we have to look at the bigger picture. What's really happening here? It's never been a part of our culture, except for here recently, like within the last like maybe 10 years. Like, like how, how is it now? How is it now? Like all of a sudden, like we out here fighting for equality and this and that, whatever. Now we fighting for equality and acceptance of 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 uh, of your sexual orientation and stuff like
1: that. And I'm like, nah, like, but, that, this, but you me- know what? But listen, but I told you, it's, think about it. If the Black Lives Matter movement say was a million dollar entity, it just with black people, nobody else alone. But then you added on white people, they added another three million to it. And then you add on the LGBTQ, they add another two and a half million. Then you add on all these other people, like you said, piggybacking off of a movement. Now you got a $15 million fund to, to deal with all the issues with Black Lives Matter moving the forefront versus if you did it by yourself, it'd just be a million. That's what I'm, It's like investing. I'm, I'm saying it's, it's not right. But the reason why I think it's going on that way and that why they included so many different branches is because... They all do bring something unique to the table, but black people crosses all those spectrums. There's black trans, there's black queers, there's black lesbians, there's black gay people, there's black... If it, it, It's an alliance amongst all the issues that's been going on, but yet they put it in the form of Black Lives Matter because black people that are, are homosexual are even more victimized. I mean, you go to places like Atlanta, Georgia, where that's one of the capitals, but yet you still got people like us that's like, what? I ain't going to that, you know, Rainbow State, you know, or San Francisco, which is extremely diverse. And it's the same thing because they have a huge population of trans people. But what I'm saying is it's not right, but they're looking at it in terms of if I had a little bit of everybody from all these different communities being represented, it's going to allow our movement to be even bigger than what it's supposed to because if we did it alone, just like the NCAA they needed other people to make it happen. The people, the founders, W.B. Du Bois and all them, they could have done something, but they weren't going to move forward with their capital because because we didn't have that kind of capital. So they had to add in a bunch of other people that were scholars, professors, lawyers, doctors um, from black people, white people, people that were foreign. You had Asians. I mean, you had to, you have to have a, a diverse pool of people to progress your agenda because if blacks did it alone, we 13 <laughs> percent.
2: Uh, let me let me ask you this you you went to you went to a uh, to a private school right yep okay was it was it Catholic Christian or what was it uh, the...
1: Catholic subdivision Holy Cross okay so so it was a
2: so it was a Catholic school okay now with it being a Catholic school now, I don't know I don't know if you like you know you uh, you knew this but like if it's a private school their primary the the majority of their funding comes from it's, it's, it's a private entity, like something. Like mm-hmm. They get their money, the money is somewhere, like more likely from the Catholic Church. Yep, for funding, right? But like a public school, the money comes from a public, you know, it comes from the state, right?
0: Yep. So, taxes, yep.
2: Now, so like, I'm actually really interested in starting and uh, starting my own school at some point in my life. I want to start my, start my own school, right? Wow. But man. I'm gonna make it private. But I'm gonna make it private. Why? because I don't want the state to have anything to do or have a say in what it is that I'm trying to accomplish with my movement or my, my, uh, my school, because once you accept money from a certain group, Become part they of- now have a say in what you do. Yep. So what I'm saying is, is that if you are, if, if you, if your initial movement was about police brutality, uh, um, um, uh, uh, you know, whatever else it is in terms of for the black uh, you know, to, to embarrassment the black black folks, then that's what it should be. But then once you start add, taking in money and bring, as you were saying, adding more pieces to it to, to, you know, become bigger to be to address to other things, now you've allowed yourself, your direction might not be going in the same direction now. You might have to have to turn a little bit and go into another, a different direction because you have now linked on with another group. And that's all I'm saying is, is that now, like, okay, are we now, you know, because what, was funny was was that um as so uh, a little bit after uh, George Floyd's uh, murder um like about maybe like three or four days later the Supreme Court had ruled on uh I'm trying to think what it was they ruled something they add oh they added LGBT to the uh the, to the civil rights um to the civil rights bill wow. and it was like I don't I don't think that that was not by by mistake or, or, or by chance wow. I think that was completely orchestrated because now they had leverage they had all this this uh, um, uh, energy going on in Minnesota and all all these other protests. And I think that when you have that angle or that, that much power and that much force, you can get things done. And I think that when George Floyd got, when he got, when he was killed, that's what ended up happening. That energy was transferred into political gain to where they were able to get things done in the Supreme court.
1: Oh yeah. And no, and I agree. And that's, and that's what I was saying. In the world of progressing one's agenda, it's not checkers; it's chess. So my thing is, even like take the technology that you use in terms of you wanted to fund your own school and stuff like that. You want to do it privately, but know why those people who do charter schools and stuff like that don't prosper because of the state funding is because either, like if I had a, if I started a private business, I'm gonna to have to have the capital somewhere. I can't get a business loan if I don't get a business loan. I gotta have somebody that believes in me, so I gotta to talk to. Friends, family, word of mouth, start off on my own with a truck and, and two lawnmowers and whatever it may be in order to get the thing going. But once you get it going, either you're going to stay the same or you go expand. So my thing is, I, it, rather, and that's why I keep referring to whether it's right or wrong, that's what happens in this world that we in because, you, for instance, you got people who saying, hey, take drug A, it's going to help you. But underneath all that, drug A is going to lead to you having to go to two other people because it's going to have underlining issues. So then now you got to go to all these different things in order to feel whole when it's the same thing. You have a Black Lives Matter movement, then say you had a Black LGBTQ movement, then you had a uh, Black for whites, like whatever it may be, they're just lumping them all together because at the forefront of the Black Lives Matter movement, people say what? Police brutality, social injustice, police reform. And those are the main things that's at the front. It's not like now we're like, oh, we're only worried about Black trans. No. Yes, they're part of it because they added funds or they added some legitimacy to the black struggle. But I don't think it takes away from the movement itself, because some of the stuff that we that they're standing for, that they talk about, that they've been about is stuff that's already been done. It's already been out there. It's like we're talking about something that's already been approached. in our like, for instance, like black homosexuality, people is terrified to talk about it, but it's very real. You know, I see brothers, like the movie uh, uh Snowfall. Frank has said something about Snowfall. And I'm like, I'm going to watch it. And like the fifth episode, this Homeboy show. kidnapped the dude. Yeah, Homeboy kidnapped the dude and had him in the room. And he's like, is he killing him? And the dude was like, no, he's raping him. But that's like this big, tough gangster is doing that. And like, we don't want to talk about that. We try to keep it a secret. So what I'm saying is it's not, it may not be right. But how do you progress your agenda in the United States in present day 2020? You're gonna have to have investors and people adding to the cause, whether we like it or not. Because if we did it by ourselves, we ain't even got the funds to do it. We ain't even got the the firepower. Hell, you take white people out of it, that movement don't exist. (laughs) I mean, I'm in like think about it. I'm in Lincoln, Nebraska, and you think the protest that happened here was predominantly black? No. (laughs) I mean, I'm driving down the street. Probably two, three, four hundred cars, all white people in the street protesting. Five, six hundred people. I'm like, okay, white person, white, white, white. I see one black person. Okay, so they keep blaming like black people causing the destruction, and the black people need to chill out because it ain't no such thing of X, Y, and Z. But in reality, it's the white people that's helped progress in our movement more so than I think than the black people.
2: I, I agree. I agree with you.
1: I agree with you on that part. I agree with you on that part.
2: I'm just saying. That when it comes specifically to or with the LGBT movement, I just have a problem on the fact of because because I'm assuming you read you read the the about page right? Because mm-hmm. the part that really sticks with me more than anything is the one of disrupting the nuclear family piece. Mm-hmm. That's the part I got a problem with. I mean, I mean, I mean, I have a problem with a lot of it, but I have a problem with that one specifically because it's like okay, hold on, you trying to you trying to break up mama daddy kid model like 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 that's no more necessary that's no longer necessary. We need to we need to look at it as mommy mommy daddy daddy mommy used to be daddy now mom like like it's it's like we we is it like why are we disrupting that? You know what I'm saying? Like why why are we even touching that? You know what I'm saying? Like me as a heterosexual man, why do I need to why why am I put in a position to where if and this is where I feel like they did with Terry Crew, is that it used to be it used to be that if you disagreed with someone who was gay or whatever, then you would call you know, insensitive or or a bigot, or you'd be called different names,
0: right? Exactly. Yep.
2: And, 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 and for like a lot of us black folks, it's like whatever, like you like whatever. It, we didn't trip. White folks might trip about that, okay? But now, but now, when you lock, when you latch onto Black Lives Matter, now, okay, if you don't agree with Black Lives Matter, then you a coon because it looks like it looks like it looks like you are against black people no what terry cool is saying he's saying the exact thing i'm saying it's like hold on there's more to they there's more to this agenda than just black uh the, the the black uh the black movement there's more to it and because they have lashed on now any black person who goes against it is going to be called a coon or 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 a sellout because you know and, and that's what I'm saying It's that tricky stuff man it's the smoke and mirrors it's like you know you can't you you have to be completely open to what's really going on. I hear what you're saying. In order for a movement to, to progress, you need a, you need all hands on deck. I hear what you're saying, but I guarantee you that if the Ku Klux Klan said they will they'll they'll put in two million dollars to the movement, I guarantee you that ain't gonna happen. You know what I'm saying? So like we we have to be very clear. You can't just accept just anything just because. You know, so like, because we we don't want we don't want to be you know we don't want to be the Trojan horse. We don't want to be like it appears to be a gift, but what we not know is our doom. You know, you know, I don't know if you know you know about the, tro- the whole Trojan. Mm-hmm. I do. So, so like you don't we don't want to be you know the you know, black people we the Trojan horse, but then like another agenda is inside of it that's going to come and pour pour, uh, pour out later on that night, and it's just like I don't know, man. Like you know, again, again, because because what's going to happen is this right here. Listeners are probably like, you know, this dude's against the LGBT. And that's crazy. And that's crazy because the fact of the matter is, is this right here. Bottom line, I love all people regardless. OK, I don't hate anybody. But because I'm saying what I'm saying right now. Oh, well, he he's homophobic. He's homophobic. He could because I don't agree. I'm now homophobic. It's the exact same thing the white folks go through that. If the white person doesn't agree necessarily what a black person does, guess what they call it? they call them racist. If, if a if a man doesn't agree with certain certain things, with a woman uh, woman believes, guess he's called he's called sex. sex is, yeah. It's like it's like you know it's we in this world like you know I have to agree with you, and if I don't agree with you, I'm hating you. Yep. and it's crazy.
1: It's crazy. crazy. Yeah, mm. that is the world. That is mm. the world we live in. But that's why I keep referring back to the fact that it's not just the BLM. It's that's the world. I mean, yeah. you look at even. Like with politicians, they have to lie to get what they want, and do a whole bunch of stuff that was considered shady, dis- discerning, disinformation, slurring, and defaming, They do all this stuff. But and act like you said the smoke screen. But yet, when you look at the legitimacy of the Black Lives Matter movement, they're actually trying to call that a terrorist group. Like they tried to actually label it as a terrorist organization. So it's like, wait a minute, y'all going to denounce them as being fakes and fraud and terrorists? But like you referenced the KKK. Nobody got a problem with that. Like you see what I'm saying? Like for instance, we're sitting here arguing the legitimacy of Black Lives Matter movement, but let's look at this at the grand scheme of thing as, as a whole. That's the problem. That's the problem with Black culture itself. We can't have nothing our own without us denouncing and distorting ourselves. Mm-hmm. I can't let you off. Know I'm just saying. You know. Listen, Brian, think jump about jump. it. Brian, think yeah, about it. Think jump. about jump. it. Brian, think <laughs> about it. <laughs> think about it. Everything that's black owned or Black culture itself. Is it really because of us or is it a way for the white man to say we're going to let them implode from inside? That Trojan horse you're talking about, the outside isn't Black Lives Matter. That's white people. We on the inside ready to destroy our own shit. We ain't worried about nothing else. We destroying our own, our community. Think about it. Our communities, our community centers, our schools, our uh, job workforce, our, our, like you said, the family nucleus. We brought that up in terms of. Was that black people who did it or was it the white person on the outside who had a hand in doing that for the black, for the black family? Like welfare. Everybody talk about welfare. You really think welfare, a billion dollar entity was created for 13% of the population? No. That way you really think they'll give all that money for 13% of the population? No, there's a bunch of white people. Who, but the thing is, white people don't talk about it. I guarantee it if we look at the statistics right now, there's at least 30% of white folks is on welfare, but we don't talk about it. But yet, somehow, when the 13% is on it, or part of that 13% is on it, all oh, them welfare people, are oh, they on food stamps, oh, they on this, that, and the third, but yet, we ain't even the ones using it more, white people using it more than us. Here's,
2: here's <laughs> I got I, I got I I I back you. Yes, there are more white people on welfare as a whole, but in percentages, with us only being thirteen percent, if it's equal, there should only be thirteen percent of us on welfare. Guess what? There's a whole lot more than thirteen percent of us on welfare. So that's where the problem is. You can't you can't like mix around numbers like that. You know what I'm saying? And 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 and, and think that it's going to like you know make sense. But back to what you was making about the whole KKK thing and BLM. This ain't me trying to tear down the movement. Okay, this what this is is that I'm saying is is that. The Ku Klux Klan, is, it's obvious. It's, it's it's overt. It's right there. You see it. You know what they're about. You know what they're trying to do. What's tricky is, is that when you have something, that you, when you have a wolf, you know what I'm saying, in, in sheep's clothing, when you think that, like, oh, they for us, they for us, they for us. But then yet not realizing that there's more to the agenda than what you know about. That's what I'm talking about. We know about the Ku Klux Klan. We know about the Aryan Nation. We know what they're about. They make it very known who they are. But when it comes to like these other movements, we gotta be very. We, we one of the problems is we don't like to read. We don't. We don't like mm-hmm. to take the time to do some research on things. We are so quick to be emotional about certain things and being like, "Boom, right there!" Oh yeah. Well, I, I read this little. I read this uh, meme on Facebook. Preach, man. You, you it. it's man. like what? Like, hold on, man. You gotta read this stuff, man. You can't just. You can't just fall into stuff because it sounds good. You know what
1: oh, I'm no. saying? That's what I'm saying. No, it ain't no question, but that's what we keep referring back to is anybody can say what, like, friends. Like we talked about Terry Crews, we talked about Donald Lemon, we talked about you know the KKK's message versus the Black Lives Matter movement. But my thing is, where did the Black Lives Matter's movement main focuses? It like, what's their main focus? Because the first thing you said when we when we when you was asked that, you said police brutality, injustice. Del- those are the two that usually pops into mind no matter who you ask. Right. So my thing is when you let's look at the the, the complaints from our our, our majority people the, the white folks they're not complaining about all the stuff that we over here debating about they can care less about that they still focus on the main two things which is police injustice, uh racial injustice, police brutality, and now the new thing that they're talking about is the defunding the police. That's the big thing now, which people don't understand. Defunding police and dismantling are two different things, by the way. But what I'm talking about is When you hear Black Lives Matter movement, it's the two things that's at the forefront, police and brutality and social injustice. That's what that movement's for. So we do know what the Black Lives Matter movement is for. I mean, think about it. We have movements in London and and other parts of Europe and and, and Middle East. Like, It ain't just in the United States. You got people all across the world joining on because they see that it is a good movement. It is progressing an agenda that's positive. Now, anybody else that want to piggyback off of it because... They feel left behind. I don't think that should be our concern is what I'm saying. I'm saying we need to focus on what's going on, which is why are blacks five times more likely to get killed versus our white counterparts? Why is we more likely to be stopped and frisked with these illegal search and seizure laws? Like our search and seizure thing in uh, Akron, Ohio, is called spring cleaning. So from the beginning of spring and for a month straight, they could stop us for nothing. Violate our civil rights. Just don't have a, hey, I'm walking down the, Hey, I'm walking. I'm walking down the street. The police can stop me, pat me, do all this, that, and the third. So, I think, I think at the end of the day, we need to stay focused on the two things, the three things that are being put out there, rather than trying to focus on why we should kind of dismantle it. Oh, Frank, Frank. Frank, we can hear you. Yeah, I, I, I had you on mute. I'm sorry. No, you didn't. Oh, you didn't. Okay, my bad. <laughs> I say y'all, y'all two are going pretty good right now. That's why, I'm like, yeah, yeah man, y'all
0: both are so opposite, man. It's good. Y'all heard me say that, yeah. But man, it's in, it's a, but
1: it's in a constructive way, and that's why, like, my thing is, it's like I'm gonna focus on the facts of the case. It's like, for instance, when a black man died from the hands of the police. They try to focus on everything else but the fact that he was dying, he was unarmed. It was, oh, he was a drug dealer. Why his mama named him Ladarius? Why would not LaDarius. No, stop focusing on that? We focus it on the fact that he was killed unarmed at the hands of police officers. Don't start bringing up those smoke screens. Like, like I'm not saying that you are, but when, when we talk, and it's like, well, they added in this to their agenda and that to their agenda. Okay, don't worry about that. We're worrying about the at the forefront, police brutality, social injustice. Defunding the police. Why should the police force have four billion dollars funds of taxpayer money? This, but our schools are failing.
2: Watch this. I'm i I'm a. I'm gonna Pull you in on this one. So we had Barack Obama for eight years, right? Mm-hmm. What policy did he put? What policy did he pass that benefited Black people specifically? Uh-oh. Uh-oh.
1: We bring it, right? We listen. That's called. That's called passing the buck. No 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 no, 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 no. This has everything to do with we're talking about right now. Tell yeah, me, but what what's it what,
2: what, what, can, can you give me one? Can you can you give me
1: one thing he passed? What's this? Can we give any what's this? Can we give any policy that any politician that never gave us? <laughs> so you so you really tell me you can't give me you can't give me one? I can't get one, can, can, can hey, hey, can, can one from Trump. Hey, look, hey, look, from Trump. Listen, from Trump. Listen, from Trump. Obama, George W. Bush twice. I can't give you no policy. What about Clinton?
2: Now, okay, now check now check this out. <laughs> I can't
1: <laughs> give, give no up. policy.
2: Look, they look, don't do. Whether we look, whether we like it or not, whether we like it or not, Trump actually has given more money to HBCUs than they've ever had before. Hold on, say that again.
0: Say yeah. that. Say that a little Trump, bit louder. What you Trump. Say?
2: Trump, Trump, has actually, Trump has actually. given actually more federal money. To HBCUs wow. than any other president has. Wow! Now that's one thing I know. I do I like Trump? Absolutely not. But I just do know that is one thing. Now there is one thing I do know that Obama made sure he got passed before he got out, and that was the whole gay marriage uh, uh, stuff. My yeah, baby, yeah. and, and what, what, that, that's my point. This is what this is what I'm saying. This is the point that I'm trying to make. Is that you're saying like don't pay no mind to the other stuff that they're talking about. Focus on the stuff that the, the original thing. And what I'm saying, yes, I agree with you on that in principle. You know what I'm saying? But what I'm saying is, is that me generally, I don't like to be used. I don't like to be used. I don't like to be tricked. I don't like to be misled. And I feel like that's what this whole thing is. Is it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's you're being tricked and being misled because I find it amazing to me that we have our first black president and there's not a bill that I can think of or or a, a uh, uh, legislation that he did that helped benefit us in any way as a black community. Now there's days he did that benefit us as a whole, but when it comes to like the whole gay marriage thing, they made sure they got that pushed through. Mm. And so I'm saying like, it's the same thing. It's like, we we got, we've been in line. It's like, it's like being in, like being first in line. We in line, We look, we've been waiting for this for, for 400 years. Mm. And then you got people in the back skipping us and they getting stuff passed. Mm. It's like, wait a minute, what? Mm.
1: And, and that's what I'm saying. It's like there's there's there. It just doesn't don't feel right. But but listen, but you said you don't like to be misled. But you just use Trump giving more money to HBCU. Does that take away from the fact that he's a bigot and a racist? What's the difference?
2: difference?
1: It's like if the it's like it's like if the KKK donated a million dollars to the NAACP. They still racist. They still are. You're deflecting. You're deflecting. That's not deflecting. You just said, you just said, well, Trump gave more money to HBCU than President Barack Obama, correct? Right. Does that take away from Trump still being a racist and a bigot and being who he is? Do you think that Trump was the only bigot and racist president we've had? Listen, that's not my Ooh. question, though. <laughs> that's not my question. Listen, 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 mind. listen, I know that. But what I'm saying is, you just said that you don't want to be misled and this, that, and third. If I'm walking down the street and I see somebody that's, say, a KKK member, I'm not going to accept money from them because I don't believe in that. So <laughs> what I'm saying is, you got a guy that's that people associate with pr- pro-white, white supremacy, not, you got a guy that says that, that he supports that, or from face value on the outside looking in, that's what it looks like. Correct? A guy that when five black boys got acquitted, he still felt the boys were still they did it. They had to do it. This is that guy. That guy that says all the defamination things that he didn't say against all groups of people, unincluding un- white. But because he gives money to an HBCU, I'm supposed to be like, oh, he cool. You did. Obama point. didn't. Obama didn't, though.
2: You completely missed my point then. No, no, no. You just at, said at it. I, at no point, at no point did I ever say I
1: want you to applaud Trump. I no, never no, 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 no. You it. never said I that. Never, no, right. No, you never said that. You're right, Brian. You never said to applaud him. You said, I'm not, I don't like the guy. You said, I'm not for Trump at all. But he gave more money to HBCU than a black guy did that was president, correct? Right. So what I'm saying is, so are we supposed to uh, Appreciate him more because we think on the outside. Oh, he gave more money. Where we both the other I don't want you to appreciate. I, I didn't ask you to appreciate. I'm, I just, I'm asking. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm
2: just setting up. Look, I'm just setting up some factual notes for you to understand the point that I'm making. I could care less about how you feel about Trump. I, that, that ain't the, that's not the point I'm trying to make. What I'm saying is, is that just for some, just for some factual evidence, mm-hmm. he has done this. Obama has done this, and I'm saying take that information. And conjure up your, conjure up your, your reset your thinking on, on the matter we're talking about. I look, you made this whole thing now about Trump. We ain't talking about Trump. That's what I'm saying. No. We, we ain't talking oh, about Trump. Ain't, talking no, about, I'm, I'm we're clarifying talking about, what you said. Right. Organizations, we talking car. about organizations coming in and and you know saying and and they about they about us, but they yeah. get there more to it. Yeah, but that's my point. This
0: is I'll give me an oatmeal cream <laughs> pie while I listen to y'all. To
1: hey, Frank, <laughs> shut up, anyways. But Brian, that's what I'm saying in terms of not deflecting, but you brought up Trump, which is a person that we look at as a negative figure in terms of how his race relations are viewed, correct? We don't say, oh, Trump is for all people, do we? No. I don't, even if you watch. I
2: I brought up Trump because I brought up Trump and Obama because they're the the most recent last two presidents we've had.
1: Yeah, correct. But But you brought him up. Like I said, subconscious, maybe you don't know, but you brought them up because one was a black dude who did, I, I'm just, I'm not saying that's what you're saying, but the way I view it was you got a black president who did nothing for black people. You got a white president that did something for black people. How was it somebody supposed to take it? Even though you don't, may not appreciate whatever that is that may be going on. That may not be a political affiliation. You may not, whatever. But when you say Obama was president. He didn't do nothing for black people. Or can you name something he did for black people? But then you bring up Trump and what he tried to throw out there, like he was doing for black people. People look at that as, well, that's Trump's smokescreen. See, I don't hate black people. I gave it to HBCUs. Huh? That don't mean you not what you are. But it's like, but it's like, hold on. But but again, it's like, yeah, if I, I get it,
2: Trump be the last person I would think that would give money to the HBCUs. He's the last one. But all I'm saying is, is that again? When you had, when we had Obama for eight years, and like you know, and, and again, personally, to be completely and honestly, a lot, a lot of my argument with you right now is I'm just playing devil's advocate. Oh, ain't because, no question. It's because, because, because honestly, my my whole heart view on this all this this thing at the beginning is like you said, the world we live in is jacked up. We live in a jacked up world. You know what I'm saying? Like the bigger picture is, is that it's sin that that has us doing this. You know, we can't say that, you know, white people are the enemy. We can't say black people are the enemy. We can't say that, you know, gay people are the enemy. We can't, we can't say that because we all are messed up. So, therefore, yeah, what do messed up people do? We do messed up stuff. So, mm-hmm. all I'm saying is, in, 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 you know, in sake of this conversation, is that when when it comes to, you know, what Obama did not accomplish, because there's other there's other variables too that goes along with it. You know what I'm saying? Like they, they did stuff that where they didn't allow him to push, you know, push legislation in and all that stuff. So I mean there's other stuff that's going into it too. But what I am saying though is is that we as black people, we had a black president in office for eight years and he didn't do anything for us specifically. But then we have a white racist president who's only been there for four years who got something done. And so that and, and so what I'm saying is, is that what is that? Because how did Obama get? How did Obama get the uh, the gay rights uh, bill, uh, whatever, pa- or not, the gay marriage uh, thing passed? But he couldn't get nothing passed for us. And it's like, okay, hold on. So, like in, in his mind, was the LGBT community more important than us? Like were they were they diving diving out more money? Because again, the, the black li- the the black or the black lives movement could be Obama, where like it started off as being about us, but then next thing you know, it did nothing for us, but it did a lot for somebody else. And that's all
1: I'm saying. Yeah, but okay, see, now that I start, let, okay, let's let's talk about, I think what, when you talk about what Obama did versus what, what Trump did, like I said, I know it's a small scale, but I think when you look at it as a whole, something as simple as the Affordable Care Act, that helped minorities out tremendously. So that there alone, let's take DACA, DACA with the Dreaming, the Dreamers Act, which a lot of people don't understand. A lot of immigrants, not only from Hispanic cultures, but other cultures as well, was allowed to expand underneath that thing, uh, underneath that doctrine. Because at the end of the day, you got people from Africa coming over there. You got people from Hispanic cultures, whether it's Mexico, the islands, whatever, coming in here as, as, as illegal immigrants and staying put. He didn't just, just kick them out. He said, No, I'm gonna give you an opportunity, and under the opportunity, I'm gonna give all you guys an opportunity. But these are the stipulations you have to follow, which was pretty intense. It wasn't no, you know, just go to class. It was you had to have a certain grade point average. You had to it was a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff I think that Obama did that get overshadowed because, like you said, we directly as blacks didn't feel it. We we directly as blacks didn't Oh, crap. He didn't put more money. Did you know that unemployment amongst the black community was the lowest ever underneath President Obama? The lowest. That's why when Trump took office, he took credit for that. When it was like, wait a minute, Obama was there for eight years and unemployment went from 16 percent to like four. That was like unheard of. In every community, not just not just white, but blacks, too. And
2: that's why. And that's why I said earlier, in my comment is that
1: he has done stuff for everybody,
2: which I think a president is supposed to do. He's done things that that black people definitely have benefited from. Heck, I've been i benefited from uh, when I bur- bought my first house. I got an eight thousand dollar credit from that. Thank mm-hmm. you. That. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not saying I'm not saying he didn't do anything at all. I'm just saying that when it when it came to specifically this one group because it was the black vote that got him in office. If this one specific group there was not anything specific that directly affected us but this other specific group who also has also latched on to the BLM movement they got something pushed through. And I'm just saying like that's just to me just that, I think that's I think that's like where I feel like hold on see again this is ha- is happening again. It's a movement that's supposed to be about us, or at least we should get something from this. But yeah, you got some other group that's pushing their agenda on it too,
1: and they're probably going to get more out of it than what we are. Yeah, and, I, and I probably and that's what I'm saying. I probably would agree, because my thing is, in order for Black people to progress in this country, we need, like, for instance, when, when President, like, not about President Trump, but it's in general, lobbyists and big companies control what goes on and what don't. Why do me and you got to pay taxes, but the wealthy people don't? The 1%, you know, why I got to pay my measly $1,500 a year, $2,000, whatever it may be, but the elite people don't. So, my thing is, regardless of how we look at that particular movement in terms of black progressing, it's going to be, we only progress as far as they want us to. I mean, people talk about black Wall Street all the time and how I got destroyed, that nobody talks about it. Whenever we do something of great, it's overshadowed by, like, for instance, LeBron James says something about political political stuff. And the Fox News lady was like, shut up and dribble. But then Drew Brees said something. It was like, let the man speak. He has a great platform. Don't like chill out. But it was like, wait a minute. LeBron says something and shut up and dribble. But Drew Brees, who's a white superstar, he says something. It's let him have his time. Even LeBron James gets censored. I mean, look at Jay-Z. Jay-Z had to look like a sellout in order for us to understand his plan. But why? We talking about a man, a black man who's worth Probably close to a billion dollars have to look like a sellout in order to get our agenda pushed. So my thing is, even being black with a lot of money doesn't give you a leg up on a rich white man. It just gives you a possible seat at the table, and that's what my issue is. It ain't nothing to do with Black Lives Matter. It has nothing to do with anything else. My thing is, our agenda only gets pushed as far as they want it to go. Point blank in the story, because like I said, Jay Z's a, 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 a philanthropist, a entrepreneur business mogul just everything you could think of he stays out of the headlines he ain't got no extra baby mamas everything that you like dang he went from the streets to new york all like wow but yet he had to look like a sellout in order to get a seat at the nfl table with all the white rich executives why when he got a billion dollars why do he have to do all of that the uh, robert kraft ain't got to do that robert kraft and, and standals and everything but yet he can do what he want. I mean, this dude got caught coming out of a bodega on a sex trafficking. What, what happened to that? We heard about it for a week. Let that have been Jay-Z. Oh, shit. he would have got kicked out the NFL. He would've, it would have been, been all bad for him. So my thing is, our playing field ain't the same playing field. And whether it's the Black Lives Matter movement, NCAA CP, whatever it may be, they only going to let it progress as far as they want it to progress. That, that's how I feel. Because, like I said, it, it – it's shown itself time and time again. When the black man gets too powerful, they find a way to silence him.
0: Man, that was pretty good. You guys are on fire, man. You guys are on fire. seems like the Black Lives movement. Uh, it touched a lot of, of, um, of people's feelings on that one, though. But, hey, I agree with both of you guys. So, And there's more I would love to do. I mean, y'all got time or what? Or y'all want to just go ahead and end it here.
1: Oh, hey, keep it rolling. Yeah. Hey, I think I think the one thing I want to say, uh, what do y'all think about that? Uh the, like why people are so like this is what show you how it works. People are so insensitive to the fact that they want to change the Washington Redskins name. Mm. And i and I told my friends, I said, what's the big deal? It's offensive. I said, how would you like if they were if, if a team was called the Detroit Blackfaces? Like, like it's an offensive word. Leave like like what's the big deal? People are really getting like mad about the sculptures people are getting mad about the name change people are getting mad that i'm like they're trying to desensitize us so much that stuff like that becomes so normal that we shouldn't think of it as a big deal are we living I think, in- goes, yeah, I think it
2: goes back to what i think it goes back to what we talked about earlier we didn't create the game you know what i'm saying and so like when when the nfl and when they all got together and they start making make it because you got to think about it man like we're not the only oppressed people in this country you know what i'm saying the Native Americans, you know, what I'm saying when they when they did, you know, John Wayne and all the westerns and stuff, the, the way they the, the way they depicted Native Americans, it was like you know they're second class citizens. Oh, so who cares that we call this team <laughs> Redskins? You know what I'm saying? Like, but but like on on the flip side of it too, though, is that you have a lot of teams, a lot of schools who they name their teams after Native American teams or whatever because of their you know, the, the idea that warrior that Indians were were ferocious like they were mm-hmm. fighters they were you know what I'm saying And so like you have like even like the high you know my, my, my high school or the high school that I work at or the, the district I work at the high school, they're called warriors. you know what I'm saying and and you know my, the high school that Frank and I went to we're called the Braves. Um, you know and you got you got all these you know places to where it's kind of you, you can see it as being a, a positive thing. but the Redskins, though, yeah, like they have right there, and and so like now, I think like you got like like you you know you got people who they they've been the Redskins since what the fifties, the forties, mm-hmm. however long it's been, and it's like hold on, you trying to change stuff now? Be why? Because it's like again, the Native American—that's just a small little group. Nobody cares about how they feel about it. Y'all messing with y'all messing with my experiences. You know what I'm saying? Now you tell me I got to change? Oh, now now because the rumor is that they're talking about like you know name them the uh, the Red Tails. Mhm-, you know, And that'd be yeah. very interesting. If they change the name from the Redskins to the Red Tails, that's that'd be very interesting. For those who don't know, the Red Tails was a name of uh the uh Tuskegee uh yep. airplane. Uh, yep. Uh, uh-huh. you know, on the airplane, they had the Red Tail. And yep. I was like, that that'd be very interesting seeing how the Redskins fans will uh will take on to that one.
1: Yeah, and, and and my thing is and like with all these other statues and uh momentos i guess i i feel like like everybody getting mad about like the sculptures being taken down and all this kind of stuff and i and i always can tell people i don't see the big deal about it yes robert e lee andrew jackson whoever else you want to name you're talking about glorifying people who are bad people (laughs) i mean think about it we're glorifying people like for instance OJ murdered somebody allegedly. He got uh whatever, but he's not we're not gonna make him a prominent figure in our society. He's still gonna be known for the things he did on the field that were great, but we don't bring it up. It's kinda like, uh oh, we ain't gonna talk about that. Oh yeah, his but pl- Yeah, I, his
0: his plaque and statue is still at Heritage Hall at, at USC. I mean, yeah, I
1: see. But there. just like hey, just like Reggie Bush, huh? Yeah,
0: <laughs> right. leave,
1: leave but home. my <laughs> but my thing is, people that do stuff wrong. It's kind of like, oh, we got to kind of hide. Like, when Reggie Bush got in trouble, they wanted, they took his highs, man. He lost uh, – like, they weren't playing no game. You got a guy that slaughtered 90% of the Native American population, we're going to put him on a $20 bill. Right. We're going to give him a statue outside of this place. Robert E. Lee, you lost the battle. Why are you glorified when you lost the battle? Here's that.
2: I'm, I'm going to play devil's advocate again here. Here's the question. Mount Rushmore.
0: Okay, slave owners.
2: Okay. do we do we do we just blow up Mount Rushmore too Ooh. do we completely do, do we completely do uh get rid of the the $1 bill the quarters cuz they, they're cuz look cuz cuz the thing is cuz the thing is is that is that though the confederates yes they were fighting for slavery you know you got to remember like Thomas Jefferson and and all those dudes they all had slaves too they didn't have mm-hmm. to fight for it cuz it was already still a way of life right. so mm-hmm. it's like they they could be just as bad as what Robert E Lee and them were, but they were not put in that position to where somebody was telling them that no, you can't have slaves no more. I'm saying, no, no, so I, I, like, I, I
1: would agree, agree with you. get rid of all of them. No, what I, I ain't gonna say get rid of all of them, but in terms of, for instance, how do you desensitize people from the oppression that they felt? You make it the norm. <laughs> so when you talk about our history, we are gonna leave out true black history and give us our white history because they control the masses. They control the media. They control what's in the books. They control all this, most of what's going on in this country. So if I wake up every day, subconsciously, I may think, Oh, general Robert E. Lee was this, that, and the third, the Confederate flag every day in the NASCAR racing circle and people drive around the car. Oh, that's not a big deal. Like that's how you make it norm. Don't make it right. So my thing is, why can't we replace at least some of that to not level the playing field, but at least give the idea. That's why they thought about pushing Harriet Tubman and some other black uh, scholars and, and people from our past onto the, I think it was a $20 bill maybe because they start to realize there are actually a lot of black people that have done a lot of great things. Like if you actually look at the inventions on, what was created in our country, you'll find out that the original inventors were black people, but we don't get no credit for that. Garrett A. Morgan, if you Google him right now, he's the creator of the gas mask and the stoplight and a whole bunch of other gizmos. He ain't going to ever get that credit and appreciation. and here, here, not-
0: I mean, not to cut you off, but this is my thing, and I hear what both of you guys are saying, and a person that love history, I love history. We want to I don't think we need to tear any statues down and hear me out. Maybe we need to start at the core of it. Maybe we need to talk to Miss Betsy, the voice of the education system. Maybe we need to refine our no hear me up, maybe we need to refine our education system and and teaching our young kids at an early level in school more on um black history and their importance of black people along with Native America and this culture and, and society of what they have done to bring this United States about and what I mean by that is not only just talk about black history like Stalin um, alluded to. A couple episodes ago just only um but during black history month let's 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 put it part of our core hell like in college um african-american studies start having a requirement make that a mandatory class you must take in elementary talk about it in in middle school and in high school Im, 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 um, implement that program as part of your core to graduate you got to learn that and make people Write papers and study it. You got to seriously, if we got these statues forced down our throat, why can't we force our history on them? You know what I'm saying? Why go in 50%? E- see, <laughs> see that's why we can't. But, but here's things. the thing we got we to we start at the court, though, because if we start taking statues down, and I'm a firm believer in this, if you start erasing history, somewhere down the line, it's going to repeat
1: itself. No no, 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 Not not tear them down and remove them, replace them with the truth of the matter. You see what I mean? If I were, like, like, how many statues of Harriet Tubman or Dr. Martin Luther King and all the, uh, uh, Booker T. Washington, you don't really, you got to, like, for instance, you could take down all those Confederate ideologies, but this is why I say, why did that when we talk about the Confederacy and what that stood for towards black people, it was a negative, it was hate. It was a time period of slavery, racism. It was a time where blacks, we weren't even, think about it. We were two thirds of a person. what that was in our constitution we were two-thirds of per a vote of person like what the so it takes two people for us to be a whole during that time period so my thing is why how many even when you go to the south how many prominent black scholars and 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 w.e du bois statues and and frederick Douglass? how many of those statues did you see anywhere in our country How many how many Rosa Parks? And you hear about it slightly throughout our history classes. But how many statues of prominent black people do you see? Not not many at all. But yet you got all these Confederate statues across our whole country that people idolize in some way, shape or form. So my thing is, we ain't trying to make the playing field level because we're only 13 percent. But what we can do is put something, put stuff out there that's like, look, this is Harriet Tubman, this is what's going on. Hey, this is Dr. Martin Luther King. Hey, we're going to have more excerpts in our books and our history, and we're going to make things at least more known and real rather than the watered down history we receive. Right.
2: I'm going to tell, tell you. I'm going to tell you something uh, as an educator. Okay. I'm going to tell you right now. They can have a. They can have five. They can go and take the history books and put five chapters. In those history books about just straight up Black history, we talking, you know, African history, you know, African kingdoms, you know, the the all the resources that Africa presented and the reason of why Europeans even you know, wanted to come down, come down uh, to begin with. Like we can we can have all that stuff and, and then talk about slavery and then talk about you know all the stuff afterwards. I'm gonna tell you right now, with the students that I have worked with. For the past 16 years, it's gonna go over their head, and, I'm, and, I, and this is what this is why I think why that why, why that is is because I can start teaching a kid about their history, but they, they, there's a disconnect when they see slavery, they don't see them, they don't see oh that's me, they see they see like oh like that's oh that's crazy like 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 they're just watching a regular movie, right. you know it's the same thing it's the same thing it's the same thing when it comes to like to 11 Mm. When, when when we watch videos of nine eleven, they think they're watching like a we're like Transformers or something. Like, you know, oh somebody, you know, some you know Decepticon came and ran into the building and it is falling. Like they, they don't they don't make a connection. Wow. And so what I'm saying is is that like it has to be more than just the education of like putting stuff in books. It has to be it has to start at home. It has to be. And but and see, and then that's the problem, is that our homes are so broken up that we we don't have parents that either a don't have the time or don't care to even sit their kids down to give them that history lesson. I know for like my kids, my kids know more about Black history than what I did at their age, mm-hmm. but hand, hands down because I know that this is an issue. So like when it comes down to yeah, we we can we can push all this money into you know changing our textbooks and putting up statues and all that stuff. But that won't mean nothing if the kids are not making connections. Mm. They can't. Mm. Somebody has to has to hold their hand and walk them through and say, "Look, this is how our world used to be. Mm. Look, this is why this person was so significant." Mm. But if nobody's there and we just and we're just putting putting the stuff in books and we're just hoping that these teachers who may be like, "This is ridiculous. I'm I'm not teaching all this because mm. that that will happen. That will happen. There there, there, will, there will be teachers who will be like." I don't agree with this. I'm not going to teach you, as they say, because I don't agree with it. Wow. Then then what, what are we we doing? You got to put a lot of this responsibility back in the parents or back in the people who are raising these kids.
0: And think about that. So it all starts at home. You're right. You're right. Man, that's 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 deep. See, when I lived in Texas, I never knew this holiday existed. They celebrate Confederate holiday. There's a Confederate never- holiday. I never knew that Ever. And there'd be a skeleton crew at the office where I was working at. There was a skeleton crew. People actually could f- celebrate Confederate holiday.
1: Of course. Why wouldn't they, Frank? <laughs> well, they do it right. Hey, they do it right in our face. What yes. we gonna do? Yeah. I'm, I'm, just saying, I'm just saying, what we gonna do? I mean, let's think about it. We worked at the corrections in Nebraska mm-hmm. and we didn't hear stuff, saw stuff, and been a part of stuff. What what that's the thing about it, if when blacks do something, we're almost reprimanded or shunned for doing it. Yeah. But when our counterpart does it, it's like so be it, so what. I mean, like like somebody said, they gave us Black History Month just to shut us up, and it's the shortest month of the year. That's crazy, but even man. when Black History Month come about, we don't talk about. It. Hell, we give more appreciation to Spanish Heritage Months than we do Black History man, Month, don't we? Don't I'm we? just saying, be honest. I mean, I'm just being honest. You look at some of the stuff with the with the NBA and stuff like that. They have little sprinkles and stuff like that. But when Spanish Heritage Months come up. Man, they got jerseys, they got oh, everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I I mean, I mean, you this ain't me making this up. You can go look, what is the uh 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 Black History Month jersey specials? <laughs> Nothing. But you gonna type in with the Spanish heritage, you got lost Sa- uh San Los Antonio. San- yeah.
0: Oh
1: yeah. <laughs> they named in Spanish on the jersey. I mean, it's like, damn, we even further going down.
0: And you know what I mean and you know what irks me though, and I just go like I said, I use um Social media to gauge the interest of people, and then I use it for just basically research. Well, not really research. I just gauge the interest of people. But I noticed like a lot of my black friends on social media, when it's um, what is it um, Saint Pat's Day, that kills me. That kills oh, they turn me. up. Oh man, kiss me. I'm Irish. I told you, everybody what? Irish. <laughs> everybody what? Irish. What? But they'll not you nothing to do a Black history month. Quiet in a month. Quiet in a month. And that's why I can't wait to talk about the subject next week. Um, interracial marriages and interracial dating. I can't wait. to
1: talk Oh, I about can't that. wait. Yeah. I'm going to turn. Hey, hey, you see that thing <laughs> yeah. uh, 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 that 50 Cent put up there? 50 Cent was <laughs> like uh, exotic women referring to white girls and, and uh, Hispanic and Filipino. They're like, those are like exotic women. Like we see from the hood, we see that. Like, oh, yeah, but what he don't realize is Vivica A. Fox was like, he just can't handle a strong black woman. Yeah. I said, oh, can't wait for next week.
0: Yep, I can't wait. Till I, <laughs> so we're going to leave that subject alone. But, you yeah, know, yeah, we, I just think that as a whole, as a black culture as a whole, we have um, problems of um, accepting. We, we want to accept our past, but you don't – and you want to be in a back holding the sign. I'm just using some analogies. You want to be, you, you have a problem. You want to accept the past, but you want to be that loud force in the back, holding a sign, and say, "Yeah, this is what's wrong. This is what's wrong." But when it's your time to step up and take action, you you, you quiet as a church mouse, you know?
2: <laughs> because cause a lot of us don't know. A lot don't a lot know. of us don't know. A lot of us have no idea of our identity. You
0: that's know what I'm saying? Like scary. not
2: like we like like originally like originally like our our identity was ripped from us from slavery. Yeah. But then, even the identity that we that we had, you know, even after slavery, you know, we we had to recreate our identity, mm-hmm. and and even that, because like, because a friend of mine made a really good point, and he mm-hmm. was talking about like how, you know, at the at the at the end of, at the, end of uh, uh, the Civil War, mm-hmm. like black folks, we were tight, we were very tight because we had to depend on each other. Exactly. You know, so, so like, so like, if, if if somebody had bought a house, guess who was staying in that house? Mama, daddy, grandmama, grandpapa, auntie, uncles, cousins, everybody shacked up and together in that house so everybody can get up on their feet, right? And then what has happened is as time progressed, you know, you might have a cousin that made a little money. He went all, he did this whole thing and turned his back to his
0: family,
2: mm. right? And then, and then like, you know, we had progressed as a culture to where we got, we, we started getting a little piece of that pie. But we have not turned back around to help uh help other uh, help others up. Right. We, we've been that's what that's what the whole idea the whole idea of uh, uh crabs in the barrel comes you know, yeah. to that. You know we don't like you know like you know where we can get so far and then we have we can have somebody trying to pull us down, or or we get so far and we turn our backs. So like that whole you know the whole idea of like our identity of who we are, is it's been diminished. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So like when it comes to Black history you got some people and i can say specifically the people who we grew up with mm-hmm. like
0: mm-hmm. yeah uh, you okay.
2: add, you, man, i'm telling you right now like but again it's it, I, I can't put all the blame on it because again our history our history lessons you know what i'm saying like wasn't catered to us That's good, it wasn't catered yeah. and it wasn't catered to like us understanding who we are as people and you, you know, know what i'm saying we talk, we talked a whole lot about the germans we talked yeah. a whole lot about I, the English. Yes. we talked a whole lot about the colonists yes. we talked a whole about these people but we didn't talk none about us
0: until it was slavery time yeah, Exactly. Yes. So, and that's all we got Yep. and it's funny you, you say that though how black families used to be and being close knit and tight you see that with the Asian culture you see that with the Hispanics especially the Mexicans especially what I learned down in South Texas you know they all have grandma everybody live in the house and they all break bread you know and they all look out for each other I'm like damn why the hell we don't act like that you know it just, it's just it is always mind boggling to me about that.
1: Man, I I keep telling y'all, our black identity has is is under attack since the beginning of time, man. Mm. They don't they don't they don't want to see African American thrive, man. Like I say before, you can look back at our history and when things were close knit and the black family was progressing, they found a way to tear it down. Mm-hmm. People don't understand. There's mitigating factors that are out of your control that I mean like I watched the video the biography and it was a video of talking about the pre Pruitt-Igo myth with is basically a housing development in St. Louis but you have people on there saying I don't like white people like I don't want to live next this is you know I don't know if St. Louis is considered more north or south I'm not quite sure but you see what I mean like I'm not sure
0: Well, during the Missouri Compromise were they part of the confederate no missouri or-
1: they're, they're, they're a buffer state they're a buffer yeah so but watching this video you had people like the white people like i don't want to like even though they sort of a buffer state or more north ideology or kind of open i don't want to live next to black people like you have people but they were saying anyway i don't want to live next to those niggers like <laughs> wait a minute i'm just but i'm just saying right. but what i'm saying is you got people who say they weren't racist, but they don't want to live next to those people. But even during that time, we were deemed barbaric. How were we barbaric if we was on a plantation, picking cotton, getting beat, whatever? Like, So where did that come from? Oh, whites. Whites gave that ideology that we were savages, barbaric, crazy, demeaning, and hostile, and negative. So my thing is, as long as <laughs> that's still in place, we gonna have to do what we got to do to get by, to take care of our family, and continue to fight the good fight until the end of time. Because I watch certain videos, and it's like, oh wow, you know. I even have people say like, I was five foot, no, I was six foot one, one hundred and ninety five pounds. I had my beat headphones on, and I walked past, and and a couple white girls was like, oh my gosh, he's so scary. And I'm like, am I scary or scary? Like, well, because like six one, one eighty five ain't really big, you know. That that's tall. But it ain't like scary, like wow, like you know what I'm saying. So my thing is, it's like, how can we build up the black family when they're not? We don't have the resources to do it ourselves, and the ones that do got the resources, huh? No, no we no we have we have the resources, man. And I, but and we I just, don't spend it towards it. So what I said? You're right. We do have the resources, but like, whether you talk about LeBron doing his part. You're talking about Michael Jordan. You're talking about Tyler Perry. You're talking about all these people. We do have enough resources to gather and build and make things our own. But who's going to take on that risk knowing that in the end it could just be a fail? That's what I think the fear is because you could do as much as you can for the black community, but there's – I can't name – like you talk about like the Hamptons, Calabasas. You talk about all these fancy places. Those are all white places. Name me a black place that's popping. Right. That's like like Atlanta. Oh okay, okay, you talk about Atlanta. Oh, yeah. Right? Said, you talk about Atlanta as, as diverse as Atlanta is, I've been down there. It's like for instance, when I go to Atlanta, I don't look at it as the Hamptons equivalent. I don't look at it as Calabasas equivalent or Hollywood. I don't I don't equate that to white America's like it's like, oh for black people Atlanta, okay. But for white people, it's like Atlanta. Who goes there? So, just,
2: so I, I so I think you're saying like you know where's the black elite?
1: Yes, black, like like the JVs yeah. and P Diddys, Why can't they
2: hop on board? Is, this, is, this is the thing. Check check this out. I don't know what y'all's views are on reparations and all that stuff. But one of the another issue within the black community, especially not even just black, but uh, but poor, you know, poor people is. Mm-hmm. Financial literacy, you know what I'm saying? If 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 a if a black if, if anybody if a poor person got a chunk full of money, more than likely what they're going to do with it is they're going to spend it, yep. right? They're not they're not going to invest it. Yeah, exactly. You get the stimulus check. Look, you get the stimulus check, man. Walmart was hopping, man, wasn't?
0: You seen it on Facebook? See, Hell
2: yeah, right? You know what I'm saying? It's like, hold on, wait a minute. You need to use this money to save up just in case you don't get to go to work. You know what I'm saying for the next couple months or whatever. And so, like, there's like the, the, the issue of financial literacy to where, could like, can we be able to uplift ourselves to the point to having that that large elite class? Because if we don't know how to you work, have money work for us, we're stuck. You know what I'm saying? So like, yeah, you got the Jay Z's and the Diddy's and you know and these you know the, all these entertainers and these athletes who have all this money, but they also have somebody working with them to help them manage their money. Mm -hmm. A lot of us don't have that. We don't have that ability. We don't have somebody uh, on our payroll to to help us with our money, to manage our money. You know, so we have to, that's something else that, you know, that would need to, you know, I think that needs to to be addressed is can we financially be able to, or can we make these financial decisions that's going to create generational wealth? Am I going to be able to make enough money to where my kids will be taken care of? Am I going to be able to make enough money to where my grandkids can be taken care of? Mm-hmm. And a lot of us can't can't do that yeah, because you, you try you try to have a conversation about the stock market. You try to have a conversation about you know entrepreneurship and and, and and diversifying like you know your you know your portfolio when it comes to your stocks. Like a lot of folks, I don't care if you're black, Hispanic, white, you
1: know whatever. If you're poor, you probably don't have that type of information. Yeah, but even about the information, you don't have that kind of income. <laughs> I mean, even if you educated a poor individual. That poor individual, they even did studies. study. If, if I'm a single male and I have, say, no education, I work a minimum wage job, how can I gain that wealth when the cost of living is taking over that, like, you see what I'm saying? Like, even if, how can I put it? In order for the that to be a big factor, you have to have people already who have that wealth accumulated and establish things that help people below them be able to create that, like classes, having that understanding of how to manage your money. They don't talk about anything financial until, especially in public school, until you get to college. You have to take a college course. To, my first time hearing about economics, I was I went to a private school, and it was eleventh grade with Mister. Zick. That was the first time I knew anything about stocks, bonds, CDs, mutual funds, compound and interest. That was the first time I heard of it. So, luckily, I went to a private school and I kind of got aware of it and I was uh, around people whose father was brokers and this, that, and the third. But I don't know nobody in the hood that's doing that. Our our, our, our way of saving is the mattress. You know what I mean? Like, it, it wasn't take your money to a bank, a credit card. A de- I've never seen my mother use a credit card or debit card. But my thing is that, that literacy and, and learning how to become financially literate, it doesn't exist because our school system can't even teach the simple kids math, English. It's, it's just like you said, everybody jacked up in some way. And I feel like our school system are so jacked up in public school that it will take a miracle to save them. That's why the private schools, they see that one person that could make a difference or oh, we got to go get him, like myself. Oh, we got to go get him. He can help us athletically. He's kind of smart. And I think he has the ambition to do better. We go get him. We're going to forget about the rest of them, but we go going to get him. And I feel like I'm waiting for the opportunity that, like you say, our history, our financial literacy, everything comes in a place where our school system can say we're thriving. Mm. And I don't think that's going to happen because teachers I grew up with, I'm not saying all teachers, but the teachers I grew up with, out of 20 of them, only two of them probably cared. Mm. <laughs> And, and that's bad. One out of ten teachers. I'm not. Like I said, I'm not saying that's every teacher, but I have conversation with one of my teachers, and we bring up how certain teachers targeted me as a person. Like even teachers recognize it, but they couldn't do nothing about it because hell, they wanted. They could, hey, I think the principal is targeting Greg McMullen. How does that sound? Mm. <laughs> you know. So my thing is, I, I feel like the financial literacy will help us a long way. But financial literacy do not help a person working at McDonald's make a $12.50 on 20 hours a week because they don't want to, they can't work 40 because then you got to offer them health care and everything else. I mean, it's a super broken system, just like the criminal justice system. And until white people want it to change, it's going to be the same. Mm. I mean, point blank in the story. I mean, I don't, I I don't, I'm, I'm just being real. We can't, we can only change so much. And then the rest is just a matter of go with the flow. You can go, you can push against it. Don't mean you may, you may not make it far, but it's just a matter of doing our best to raise our children to, to, avoid, the, to avoid the BS. Like, white people don't teach their kids to avoid the, 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 the BS. They just, hey, confront an issue, bam. We're like, okay, depends on what issue. <laughs> so cool. It's like, wait a minute, son, if you get pulled over, kiss ass. Mm. <laughs> hey, son, I'm, I'm not saying don't be you, but I'm going to tell you don't be you. Right. It shouldn't be that way, but that's how we got to raise our children. So while they learning about stocks and bonds, we're teaching them how to survive. Wow. <laughs> when when we hungry and starving and trying to hustle to make ends meet, hell, they got a four course meal, and we, we wish stuff that we wish we had. S cargo, what the hell? I what the hell did S cargo, but they got it.
0: <laughs> You're right. You're right. That's so a- I
1: mean, it's keep going. I
0: just, I just, right. I, just
2: I think, I just think that we got to be careful in assuming that. All white people are rich, all black people are poor. Cause that's that's a part of the the problem that I think that we have when it comes to, to like racial conversations, is that we generalize a whole group of people. And we say like, you know, we, we say like, you know, black people are poor, because that's the thing, like, you know, we didn't have a lot of money, you know what I'm saying? We wasn't rich, we, we were blue and we were blue collar, you know what I'm saying? So like, I couldn't, imp- I can't necessarily say I know what it's like for someone who was just, you know, just surviving. Right. Nor can I say I know what it's like to be eating as cargo, you know, saying like, it's, you know, like a snack, you know, but you know, and, and that's the thing is like, you know, because if we, if we do do that, we do say like, you know, all white people are rich or all white people have this, we all black people. This all people. We, we tend to put ourselves in a box to where we can't see past that, and so you know. So like when I look at like kind of what you said earlier, Greg. You know, it take it took white people support for us to be able to get to some places that we're trying to go. You know what I'm saying? So like you know, I me personally, I can never demonize. You know, we talked. You know, Frank and I talked about this on our first episode. I can never demonize. You know, all white people. You know what I'm saying? Because if I'm demonizing all white people, then I'm trying to say that all black people are good, which is not the case because I've been hurt by black people, too. So, mm-hmm. like, you know, it's so like I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. Like, you know, as, you know, collectively as, as a people, like, you have groups of people who they're more worried about surviving rather than trying to build, you know, financial mm-hmm. wealth. So, I, I get what you're saying, though.
0: Good deal. Good stuff. Good stuff, man. Yeah, stall, I know you probably you got your kids tonight, bro.
2: And they upset they upset playing Fortnite, man. Good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, got, they got new battle pass, they good. they oh, oh, good man.
0: to go. See, there's so many subs I like to keep talking on, but I know we can go in depth with the like the whole Dwayne Wade thing, how he's treating his um his son. Transgender. His son.
1: His transgender.
0: His son.
1: His transgender.
0: His like I say, it's going
1: call it we're gonna call it what it is.
0: He's the way he's treating his son, you know. And, <laughs> and, and um that can be a subject, right? That's something I like to talk on and um if you were in that situation, how will you handle everything? Um and then um my wife brought to my attention her previous job she worked at, how you have to uh, pronounce a certain individual by he or she or
1: the pronoun. Yeah.
0: I don't. What is that about? Because I see her name tag and it said he, she, and something. I, w- fill me in with that. I don't know too much about that, Greg.
1: Oh, basically, when the transgender community, when they make the switch and their gender identity is is crossing over, let's just call it that, they want to be called by the proper pronoun. So if it's a boy turning into a girl or vice versa, mm-hmm. instead of calling them he, they want to be saying, no, I'm a girl now, so my pronoun is she. Okay. Now, the whole – my thing with the transgender thing, and, and it's the thing about it, there's been many of people like Laverne Cox, for instance, mm-hmm. he transformed into a female, and nobody gave that any kind of time of day. But then when Kate, when Bruce Jenner did it, then it became more of a thing. So it, it even, it, it, I'm not pointing back to the black and white, but Laverne Cox was well before – bruce jenner and yet nobody gave that any kind of show whatsoever and this was a successful movie career person actress you know mm-hmm. but at the same time out of the clear blue bruce jenner does that and it's like woman of the year
0: mm.
1: you know so i think the biggest thing is it's the pronouns they want to use and it's more inclusive and it's like this day and age we can all agree our society is much softer on everything
0: yes we are
1: i mean on everything from sports to education to how you talk to somebody to the bullying thing to the cyber but everybody's much more soft on everything so it's just one of those things where somebody that was transgender was like hey i was a boy but now i'm a female i want to be called she i want to be called her i want to be called female i don't want to be called he because it's as disrespectful but i don't like i said i think the biggest thing for me is if what Dwayne Wade went through because his initial reaction was like any parent was like, Oh hell no. You know, like right. I think that was anybody's reaction, but I think a lot of us probably think the way little Boosie felt, which was oh, you don't man. put that, which you don't put that on the kid. You don't for, if a kid is 12, they ain't got the right to be opposite sex They ain't got the right to do that, which I understand both sides of that argument, you know, because my biggest thing is for me, Is my older brother, my oldest brother on my father's side, he was gay Mm -hmm. and pretty much got disowned by my father as well as my grandmother because of the climate they grew up in. So for him, he had to funnel through life with his grandmother and his father pretty much saying, You ain't shit. You ain't Mm. nothing to me. Get out of my life, you know, dropping the F word, you know, the F A G word. Like, so I know what he's been through and how that developed him and what he's been through. But I also know that. You can't change somebody who's been that way for so long, you know. Right. If that's truly rooted in what they believe in, their faith, I get it, you know. But if that was my child who was going not going through that transition, I'm gonna hold on to it as long as I can. You sure? Nah, uh uh-uh, uh, this I'm gonna do. You, we do like even now, you know, my kid's mom, my son, I do something crazy like try to put on her high heel because he sees his mama doing it. Well, get that damn hill off you. I'm gonna, you know, a, <laughs> you better not put on no dang old high heel, but it's hey. like.
2: Wish car game which car got some flack about that. Remember uh Kevin Hart? Yeah, about
0: Yeah, I forgot about that.
1: Yeah, yeah that's like,
0: wow. I forgot all about that. See, that's a whole nother subject right there. Man, it was hey, yeah.
2: right, and speaking of hold on, and, and yeah. tie, tie that in real quick. You we were talking about the shy earlier at the very beginning.
0: Yeah,
2: man, old girl or uh Leah
0: Oh, you thought you were about the, the creator, Leo Wait, You are talking about Trigg. No, 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 no. no. Trigg. Trigg. I know you were talking about Trigg. Trigg.
2: Wait, 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 what's that? Amani? Uh,
0: his girl, Amani? Yeah. Yeah. That's some scary stuff, man. Yeah. Well, That's I kind I, I kind of knew something. See, I don't want Greg. Have, have you watched it? Greg have watched the episode. No, yet.
1: don't don't. Gee, don't. I'm doing it again, man. I'm doing it again, man. <laughs> hey, let me get. Okay, caught I, didn't, up. I didn't put too
2: much into it.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: Let me let me get caught up on the three, four episodes of this new season. Yeah, yeah. We can get back to that. You know what I mean? When you
0: watch, when you watch the first episode, when you watch her in the house, I knew I'm to text when I text y'all and like, what
1: the fuck? I, yeah, I knew,
0: I knew something was off there right, while I watched the house, but. I'm kind of surprised that the intimacy they're having, you know, I'm real surprised by the intimacy. I really am. But Hey, it's on show, it's on showtime. Right.
1: So
2: I got it. I I was, I was surprised, man. I I didn't see it. I didn't see it until like
1: episode four or episode three. Cool. I got another question. That I think I don't know how much time we got now. Probably won't be able to hit on it, but now, this another-
0: honestly, just an hour and fifty-one minute show already. What? Oh, no, but- so, so
1: I was gonna say it's Frank. The next, the next, the next, conversation we go have, I think we should bring up the desensitizing of slavery versus what happened with the Holocaust. Ooh. See, you my thing is because listen, listen, Deshaun Jackson. They mm-hmm. tried to reprimand him for saying what he said, mm-hmm. but it's like. Why, when everybody bring up anything related to the Holocaust and Jews, it's like, oh, hell no, no, you didn't, racist. Right, right. But yet, we talk about slavery, like, son, so what? Like, chill out. It ain't a big deal. But as soon as you bring up that other avenue, whoo! You know, yeah. you know,
0: I will, I would love to speak on that, you know? And I guarantee you guys are much more educated about it than I am, because here's one question I want to ask, and I want to ask both of you guys this. Um, Amelia family came over here through the Homestead Act, so... Mm-hmm. I see, what a blacks get? You know, I see, I mean, I see <laughs> Jews got all this, you know, Jews are very um, prominent in Hollywood, hell, in our community back at home in Indiana. Uh, I never met a poor Jew, a poor Jew. I haven't guy. either. You know what I'm saying? I never met a poor Jewish
1: guy. Hey, they <laughs> the, the chosen people. Hey, yeah. hey, you better stop. hey, Frank, you better stop. Hey, the, the first Jew I met, his father was the CEO of uh, 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 K Jewelers. Of Galleria Jew, he was uh, yeah, super rich. <laughs> mm. well, see, yeah, you know what I'm saying. And then I'm thinking, like, what blacks though? What, what we were
0: promised? What, um, a couple mules and some, and what, some acres? 40 acres, of fuel. yeah. 40 where, yeah. Of fuel. So, but, uh, but, but
2: look, but look, you say, you say, you saw my million, uh, million that came through um, the homestead. Act. Came through, uh, the homestead. Well, my family too. Really. And, t- and I found, I, I found, I found this out. Me and me and Pete, me and Pete are actually related. No because,
0: kidding. Yeah,
2: yeah, because because um uh cause our family came from North Carolina and got land in Indiana, they Lost Creek. That's no. where Lost Creek is. yeah, from. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it, it's all it all was always purchased through the uh, the Homestead Act. No so black
0: shit. folks on that that's that's how you get a lot of a lot of black folks uh up there. Through the Homestead Act? Yeah. Man. I, see, Man. I never Man. learned. It. I see. That's, that's see. You, I'm, I'm learning something. I never knew the Homestead Act. Yeah, oh, yeah, because our, our yeah, because our family uh, came up from North Carolina
2: up to up to the East Side of uh, Turtle. So that I'm assuming
0: kind. I'm assuming black folks got the Homestead Act up in Detroit, Milwaukee, Kansas City. uh, where uh else?
2: Those are, those are more those are more industrial industrial areas. They, they probably went up to those areas for them industrial jobs. Okay, but, 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 but like for this farm, but like the farmland. Yeah. That's what, uh, I mean, what it was is like, you know, you yeah. can have this land yep. if you take care of yep. it. And a lot of them, you know, turn into
1: farms. I never so, knew that. Wow. Man, Frank, let's yeah. put it this way. Jews struck the gold. They struck diamond, gold, platinum, and we got the bronze. Like, <laughs> we got the copper. We got the penny. We got the dirt. We got the fool's gold. <laughs> yeah. Because at the end of the day, we go, hey, call a spade a spade. I'm not taking, like, I had a friend that was like, oh, my gosh, Greg with white girls. She's like, oh my gosh, Greg, I went over and I went to this Holocaust museum and it made me tear up so bad about seeing these kids die and and get gassed and all this stuff. I'm like, that is heartfelt. I said, but you ever seen a black man get burned alive and beat to death in front of a crowd of people? Mm. I said, have you ever seen a, a black man work so damn hard that he died from working too damn hard in 95 to 100 degree weather in a plantation? Have you ever seen a person get raped many a time and make biracial children i said you know people really desensitize slavery like there's articles even in omaha where this was taking place where there was a man burnt alive in front of a crowd outside of the courthouse Damn. like people look at that and it's like oh okay but then people see something like the holocaust you be like crying like tears like oh my god like people i had a girl tell about uh, we glorify and frank but hell we got people doing that every day <laughs> oh yep you know, like I said, let's like call a spade a spade. Yeah. It is. is. are traumatic events that's happened. But why do the Holocaust get so much more clout? Because when you look at them, they look more like the white people. Mm. They don't look like us. They don't, and, that's, and that's the thing about it. I read about the Holocaust, and I thought that was the most traumatic thing a person could have ever been through. Not knowing. We just talked about slavery. And I just thought, like, oh, that was supposed to happen. Mm. No, none of them was supposed to happen. That shouldn't have happened. Slavery shouldn't have happened. But one actually ended. <laughs> one ended after, what, 10 years, I think, the the, the total time span for when it started to maybe 10 years. Yeah, maybe right.
2: it was like 38 to 43.
1: Or- yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that, that happened. It took less than, you know, five to 10 years. But we got something that's been going on for hundreds. And mm. people are still like, we're not going to talk about the Holocaust because you know what? How You better not. But slavery, uh, get over it. <laughs> Even. Fifty more million people died over that. So be it. I mean, the even the Atlantic passage, the slave trade through the Atlantic passage. People, you know how many people died on those ships that were overpacked. But who cares? Mm. But yet, you look at a gas chamber with you know five hundred people. It, it makes you teary eyed. It makes you feel like, oh my God, we Adolf Hitler did these people so wrong. But it's like that dude got his ideology from the American scientists who created the eugenics movement. So. Wait a minute, y'all, he got the shit from America. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, I mm. read stuff, and I read, you know, the real, and it's just one of the things, like I said, when we talk about it, I I even had a black guy who was like, oh, my God, it was so wrong what happened to the people in the Holocaust. I said, what about the people with slavery? Yep. I ain't never been in the gas chamber, or I ain't never been burned alive, but if I had to pick one, <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah I'm just saying right. I get burned on the stove that that shit don't feel good. <laughs> I'm just saying so I can only imagine my whole body Woo!
2: yeah and I think and I think honestly like people actually put a Jewish person on there, yeah, that would be a never ending back and forth debate exactly like how, you, like how do you say how do you say one is worse than the other? Yeah, because I mean, I'm quite sure that a Jewish person can probably pull out stuff like you know, the fact that so many people were murdered in such a short period of time
0: mm-hmm.
1: you
2: know what i'm saying like you know like your know, slavery like it was extended and we and we don't even know and that that's what's like really c- crazy about slavery is the fact that we were not considered citizens so therefore there was no there wasn't nice like, you know census documentation to be able to keep track of people so we therefore there are people who die, you know Blacks who who died that we know nothing about you that's know what sad. i'm saying like we, we we just like make estimates of what, you know and like you said Greg, like those who actually died on the trip, those who jumped off the boat, you know, to get what, you know what I'm saying? Like
1: mm-hmm.
2: we, we have no idea what the total number of, you know, deaths that can occur from it. But, you know, saying, unfortunately, like, you know, both of them were horrific, you know, horrific uh, events. And I think that, you know, one of the things to think about possibly too, why one is looked at more severe than the other is because, you know, there are media who controls the media. There are a lot of Jewish people who control media. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So therefore, you know, so therefore like, you know, they have their, 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 you know, they have the knob to where they can turn it to whatever, you know, they want it to be. So again, it's just the system. It's the system that we're living in.
0: Do you feel, and before we um, close, do you ever feel as we're going through right now in this culture, in this environment, at this very moment, are we on an upswing for a black movement of equality? And what I mean by equality, I mean I said it earlier, and you say we're the minority, but are we ever on an upswing to a level playing field? Are we gonna start seeing more black business owners, black people in um in um quote unquote boss positions like the NFL? Owners or NBA owners or you know, let's stay away from entertainment. You know, it's like we're well, just talking about more black doctors, more black teachers, just anything outside of Georgia, Mississippi, and you know, I'm just talking about like in rural America, like Nebraska, Kansas, the Dakotas, Missouri. Are we gonna see more black people Oklahoma? Are we gonna see more black people in prominent roles? And this not no token?
1: Nope. No, nope, we're only good enough to be the token. Nice they go like, like, I mean, let, Ben Carson, prime example. Oh, man. Watch it. Watch it. That, said, said, here go another name. Hermit Cain. Oh, shit.
2: Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. What, what's, your with, what's your problem with those two? I'm just curious.
1: No, it, it ain't that I got a problem. You're talking about black advancement, but you got a guy who – was the head neurosurgeon yeah. of the United States with Ben I mean, Carson, and yet he gets a position with HUD, and when people watch him speak, whether you're black or white, the first thing you're thinking is, what the hell? He yeah. don't know this mother... What the, what the hell are he they there for? Exactly. Like, and he's just like a puppet, and then the black guy, Herman Cain, who was with the Republicans and pushing along, like, what? He's a black Republican who's... what a- They defaced the that quick. Dude, you got baby mama problems. You got all these. Finances. Dude, I ain't heard from him since. That was what ten years ago. Oh, yeah. Hey,
0: here. <laughs> I heard about him, what last week when he had like some about a heart attack or maybe no COVID, right? Yeah, he got oh, sick with COVID. See, if rally. he didn't
1: get, hey, hey, if he didn't get the COVID, we wouldn't even heard about the man. But what I'm saying is, I have no problem with them because that could be the standard of which all blacks can want to obtain their knowledge, their their achievements, whatever it may be. It's not a bad thing to look at, Regards of party affiliation, but in terms of that token black role that we get thrown to bone every now and then, as we can see, what was it? Henry Louis Gates, Jr. One of the top profound professors at, I think it was Cambridge or Harvard. Harvard, he even got drug out of his own house and arrested because of some white cops. So mm. We ain't we ain't immune to we play our role until we see our opportunities with the whites to help us because as a, as a, on our own they could tear us down in snap of a finger if they want to destroy Frank snap of a finger mm-hmm. they want to destroy Brian Stalling snap of a finger mm-hmm. destroy your whole existence with lies and nothing more and what can we do mm-hmm. but accept it I mean mm-hmm. I've already been through it Frank noticed some yeah. of the stuff that I've been through didn't do absolutely nothing but all it takes is that one person to create the havoc, and that's all it, it, it I can't do nothing about it. Mm-hmm. So, in my opinion, I think they're more aware of it. I think they're more aware of what's going on. But in terms of the roles changing to having a level playing field, having us on a level playing field means they have to admit the wrong first, and they don't even want to do that. Right.
0: <laughs> well, honestly, I can care less if they admit the – I mean, and I hear what you're saying, yeah. And if if they do admit the wrong – Fine, but I'm talking about at this very moment if everybody have an even playing field. And why I me mean, and them are two high powerful, career oriented guys. You name and respect to them, no doubt. I'm just talking about on like the blue collar level because that's all I know because that's why I work blue collar, like in the railroad industry. Good money, damn good money. But before that though, it used to be it used to be a um 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 a good old boy system of who you know to get in, right? So I remember when I first started, I was only maybe one of like four three blacks that work in this certain area and I'm like damn where are all the blacks at you know I'm like what the hell whatever I'm thinking in my head would that change you know like when black people can get a piece of this pie you know these dudes out here making this good money why, why more blacks out here you know uh, but-
2: yeah. But I remember there's only 13% of us you know what I'm saying and like you know a couple of things like there's not as big we can't like we can't look at like you know the balance scale of the amount of people in this, or amount of people in that, you know, thinking like, you know, everywhere we go, like, you know, when I look at teachers, the yeah. where, where are the we're all the, the black teachers at? You know what I'm saying? Like, because there's just inherently just more white people than there are black. So like, so like there's there's that. But then two, how many black people actually know about you know the jobs in railroads? What
0: teachers? What about teachers? I mean, everybody know yeah, that.
2: Yeah, and that's an We gotta do a whole segment on education <laughs> because I got a lot to say on that one. But, but like you know, when it comes to like when it comes to you know teachers, I mean, again, like you know, one, you have the problem where you don't have a lot of teach. You now, a lot of black students going into education because it's not lucrative. You don't get rich off of off of teaching, right? You know what right. I'm saying? A lot of people, especially if you come from the blue collar or, or poor, you know, social strata, like you want to you want to go into a career that you gonna make some good money. Teaching yeah. education is not it. So you don't have a lot of people going to that, you know, where, you know, whereas, you know, people going into But anyways, so I think like, you know, that's one reason why you won't see a lot of people and, in, in, you know, black people in a certain certain a areas. Question. But then you have to geographically, where are you? You know right. what I'm saying? If you're, in, if you're up in Minnesota or right. you out in Nebraska, there you know there's not that many out there right.
0: to begin
2: with. you right, but it, it might be different if you know am saying. If you went out to the East Coast, if you went to like New York or New Jersey or right. you know Miami or you know what I'm saying like you know then you might see something different. So
0: I ask, um, I ask a brother I worked with. He was from Kansas City. I'm like, hey man, where are the blacks out here. Why don't they? You know what's the history of blacks in the railroad? Because if I remember, after Civil War, a lot of blacks went to the railroad, especially Omaha. And down south, but um, there's a stigma with blacks. And not only on the railroad, but I think it's just in the whole workforce in general. They said blacks are lazy. Blacks don't want to do this. Yeah, that's what he said. I mean, that was the stigma on the railroad. And I can see that probably been anywhere in um, in, any type of industry, but they have this stigma on us saying that black folks are lazy. We don't want to get our Mm -hmm. hands dirty. We don't want to do it. And that kind of that drama. Yeah. I'm like, what the hell? You know, and Working up in the cold, I mean, for a minute, I'm like, damn, this is some hard work. Really, it's not even that hard, though. Just just the weather elements. That's all you got to deal with, though. But
1: It's the stigma. Yeah. Who created it? But think about it. Who created the stigma? Like, everything we talk about, if you look at the roots of it, it goes back to the majority, the people who control it. At the end of the day, something as simple as my name shouldn't bar me from getting a job. right? <laughs> I shouldn't have to be named Gregory. In order, so they won't know what to get, you know, right. I sh- like Frank yeah. Franklin. No, those, yeah. those it is it, not a name where you can say that's a black, that's a white kind right. of thing. Just like Brian, you can't base it off of that. Yeah. But then when they see our big asses, it's like, yeah. Oh. oh, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I want, <laughs> I want to expect it. Yeah, <laughs> you six five, three fifty. Wait, wait, wait. wait. <laughs> but my thing is, it's something about black people that's been rooted from, like I said, what we teach subconsciously what's out in the media the people that's targeted the information that's disseminated amongst the majority i mean it's sad and we shouldn't have to go through that like you said if you look at somebody's resume based off the resume they already said if you take away the black name that person is highly qualified if not more qualified but won't get the job if their name is something that's like oh that's too black all right you know which
0: yeah let me ask you this then. what what's the color of dirt
1: Brown. Okay. Depends on what
0: you are, red. Red. Okay. 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 Red, but but, but, but if, you ask a, if you ask a group of kids this, what's the color of dirt? They'll say what brown, brown or black. Okay. Um, what's considered negative? What color is negative? That's that's black. dark. Yeah. So it's like we knew at an early age that black is associated with what
1: being wrong, yeah. negative, negative, yeah.
0: bad. You know. And um, I remember there was a study done. I remember reading this. My time in college, I can't believe it. But I remember taking psych class, and um, I remember hearing about this this study. It was a group of five kids in the classroom. The teacher said, "Hey," she walked out the room, came back for like what? Think she was going for three minutes. She came back in. The um dry eraser, the eraser, the you know the eraser on the chalkboard was missing. She did it on purpose. She hid it. She came in and asked all the kids. Who got the eraser? Who took it? The kids point to the black kid. All the kids in the classroom point to the black kid. Why is that instilling us at an early age? Why is it that black is wrong, black the black person? You know, black is wrong. That's what it is. White is right. Black is wrong. That is instilling us at an early age. There's no you know way. What? Yeah.
2: And, and I, I'll I'll say this, like you know, you had like propaganda. You you had. Like, for example, in the 20s, or I think it might have been the 20s, where you had that movie, um, Birth of the Nation.
0: Oh, God, yeah. Yeah.
2: Birth of the Nation was, you know, a movie that it it showed, like, you know, the patriotism of America and, like, you know, the Ku Klux Klan was there to to protect the country. And and, and what was crazy is, is that, like, at the time that movie came out, Woodrow Wilson was president. Mm. Well, that's the middle school that I went to, right? Named after the man, and he and he had a viewing or showing of this movie in the White House, and it's like, so it's like, I was like, so should we now rename Woodrow Wilson in Terrell? Like, you know, it's it's one of those things, like. But anyways, but like, it it, you know, it started there, like where like you know the image is perpetuated on on us as being lazy, aggressive. You know, we're going to attack. We're going to attack white women. <clears throat> you know all these different things, but then you fast forward to like say nineteen nineties or nine or the late eighties. We're doing it. We're doing it ourselves now. At this point, we are doing it ourselves through the movies that we that we uh, that we uh, play roles in. Um, uh, heck, uh, there, there's a, uh, a uh, can't think of the dude's name. Catch it, and fetch it. Like he was like this black guy like back in like the thirties who like. I don't know. Like he, he, all he's always lazy. Like you know, I don't really want to get a job. Like he, he portrayed this role that that you know was like because the the audience were white, so white folks were watching. It's like, oh, that's hilarious. That's funny. Look how look how lazy he is. And you look at it now today. Like we do the same thing. We are perpetuating these negative stereotypes of ourselves. You know what I'm saying? Like we glor- we're glorifying you know the gangster lifestyle. We're glorifying drug, selling drugs with glorifying like all this stuff and it's like what do we expect if we are if we're pushing this ideology that we are these types of people then yeah little Susie who don't know many black people when she sees a six you know a six five black dude walking up she's going to be scared like oh, yeah. oh my god like I, i'm gonna keep it real with you there's time there's times like where like you know i could be walking uh I can be walking anywhere and I can see a group of a group of young black kids like you know together and not that I'm scared but I'm, I'm on alert mm-hmm. because I'm like "Which i've done <laughs> just, know, <laughs> yeah. just know I see exactly. just know I see you know what i'm saying and, and you know but like so like I can't like again this is one of these things and I say I said in our first very first episode me personally I think our issues are not race related I yeah. think that it's it's a matter of that we it's sin it's sin. We're all jacked up, and the only way that I feel personally that any of this stuff can even be addressed is through Christ. And, and 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 the fact of the matter is, is that we will forever be beating our heads against the wall trying to figure out these world problems because we're not going to figure them out. Mm-hmm. Because you're gonna have one group of people blaming one group of people, mm-hmm. uh, one group, the other group people gonna be blaming the other group of people, and we're gonna just keep doing it over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And it's like that. That's not the issue. That that's not the we have to change our hearts. Our hearts have to look at, you know what? They messed us over. Yes, they did. But can we forgive them? Mm. We have. We, can we, can we, but no, hold on, hold on, hold on. Can we forgive them? Now, that's one part of the pot. Now, now that we forgave them, can we forgive ourselves? Mm. Because because we because we can't sit here and act like, we can't sit and act like we don't hurt ourselves. You know what I'm saying? We do, we do, we, we attack each other. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So like, can we forgive ourselves? And then on top of that, can we work together with people who don't look like us? Can we mm-hmm. work together? Because if we truly forgave, if we truly if we truly forgive white people, then we don't need to continuously over and over and over again, like keep bringing up the stuff they did if we've already forgiven them. Now, if we didn't forgive them, of course, we're going to keep on just reminding them, like, y'all did this, y'all did this, y'all did this. And then all of a sudden, well, guess what they're going to do? They're like, you know what? I ain't trying to hear you, mm-hmm. I'm done. Because honestly, they don't have to do anything because they're the majority. They're, they're the majority, so they can but, be like whatever. Y'all can keep talking, fine, whatever. I'm done, and they, and they can go back into their little bubble and do and have their life and live their life happily and could care less of what we're going
1: through. Mm. But that, but that's what's always. It, but the thing is, when it's all boiled down, it's a black and white. It's not people are jacked up. People are, but when you look at the root of where that came from, it all points back to one group of people. No, Na- no. Native, Native Okay, so what? Watch this. What happened to the Native Americans? Who killed them all? look, look, look the, the world didn't start. No, the I'm, asking, I'm asking. I'm asking the question, You're Brian. Not. Brian, who killed all the white? Who killed all the Native American people and took their land? Manifest destiny. White man declared that they own border to border, sea to sea. They own it. God told them that they own this land. So what did they do? They killed them all. Correct. You're, you, you, you. Uh, your start. Your starting point at the beginning. 1825. Listen, I'm asking, Brian, 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 Brian I'm asking a question. Brian, Brian, no, listen, listen, we're talking about, listen, they give a man, Christopher Columbus, credited for something he didn't even do. I did. How do you idolize That's somebody doing something they didn't even, the the even do? That's not the start of the problem. I know, but my point is, I'm talking about from the United States of America, not talking about Africa, not talking about Europe, not talking about the Middle East, not talking about Asia. We're talking about America. When the white settlers landed on Plymouth and they were there, what was the issue? You can't white you can't people separate, who wanted the land separate the United States from the rest of the
2: country because the rest because there was no United States before the before the Europeans got over here. So I there, know you have to you have to trace back even further. For example, for example, look, this is my point. Is there slavery going on in Africa right now? I'll answer it for you. Yes, there is. Hello? There's no slavery going on.
0: Yeah. you hear me? Yes, I hear you. Okay,
2: I can hear you now. What'd you say? OK, I say, is there, is there slavery in Africa right now? I would imagine, yes. Yes, there is. OK? Now, the fact that there's still slavery going on in Africa, OK, we were, some of us were actually sold from Africans to the Europeans mm. because yep. we, were just, we were just another resource. Right? Mm-hmm. They want they want stuff from the Europeans. Okay, we got some we got some of these Africans here, we're we'll gonna give it to you. Mm-hmm. The problem is is that we can't keep saying that the, this group of people is re- the cause of all of our problems. Because the fact of the no matter is that if we keep going back, you you have you have to go beyond just Christopher Columbus and act as if like all of our problems because these problems are all over the country. Mm-hmm. The United States does not oh, have a yeah. monopoly, the United States does not have the monopoly over problems. You know, saying? everybody, everywhere in this country has problems. There's not a country in this in this world that doesn't have problems. So my point is, my, my point is, is that it can't be just white people are the cause of our problems. It has to be something different. It has to be something internally in us as people, as human beings, that's causing these problems. And if we don't deal with that, none of this matters. Our
1: yeah, but but is- even but Brian, even if you look at the African slave trade, you got to think it it was the people that was being sold off was prisoners of war. That's common amongst any culture. You look at the Asian dynasties, when they conquered the the Yin dynasty, they took their people as slaves, either killed them or sold them off because they didn't care for them. So that there's problems all over. What I'm saying is when you talk about the United States of America, that's what we talking about. When you talk about the white man in America, where does the problem start? I'm asking, we're not talking, I'm talking about when we get to the United States of America, when we get to the 13 original colonies, when we get to Plymouth, we get the Boston Tea Party massacre, when we talk about that, the problem started with white people saying, I'm taking over. This is ours. I don't care who was here first. I don't care who's what. This is ours. It was so bad that the white people started fighting each other because, like, for instance, our people from Ireland, they were discriminated against too because they had red hair because they weren't like other white people. But as time went on, they became accepting because it was like, actually are kind of like us. But what I'm saying is, when we look at our country and you say it's not about race, it has nothing to do with that, it's about people being jacked up and having a problem internally and not being able to forgive. If they keep doing stuff to make us remember, like if I cheated on my girl and I keep doing stuff to make her think about me cheating, I gotta deal with that. I can't just not ignore it. I can't say, Forgiveness because people don't have forgiveness and compassion like our Lord Savior Christ. They don't.
2: That, see, that's, and that's what I'm that's what I'm that's what I'm saying that man. Because this is why that's why I say is there a, there is there a racial component to all the props? Absolutely. Absolutely. Is it can all just about race? No. For example, give me give me one city in this country that you would say that black people have have a significant control
1: or power in. Either Atlanta or San Francisco. Okay, oh, now San check Francisco? this out. They diverse, man, they diverse diverse. Wow. Let's say let us let, just go ahead. let's say, let's just say Atlanta, okay? Does Atlanta
2: have a crime problem? Yep. What some white people got to do with that? <laughs> what people got to do with the crime? If if black people are in control, if they have the control within that city, right? Got a black mayor, got 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 black city officials. Why do we still have a crime problem in Atlanta? Because what, what you're saying is, because what you're saying is the white man is
1: that the reason why we have our problems. Why do we have problems in Atlanta then? Yeah, but listen, listen. you're looking at it from a small scale when you can't. When you look at the root of any issue, it goes back. Like, for instance, if somebody say why something is the way that it is, we can all look back at a source, correct? So if that source of most of the problem that exists now points all back to white people, why is that so hard to admit? Because That's what I'm, you, I'm saying. Because your, start, your starting point, your starting point is Plymouth. That's your starting point. Even I'm before saying, then, white so people had so, so much
2: more history even before
1: yeah, OK, OK, watch it. Even before then, white people had a problem with the king, who was a white, the, the British king. They had a problem with his white ass. So you had so you had a group of white people who got tired. The king was white. So like no, 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 no. But that's my point. My point is, that's my point. White people got tired of being underneath the control of the British parliament, the king that was ruling them. They got tired of it. So they said, you know what? We're gonna set sail across seas. Why did the revolutionary world war happen? They when they fought Britain, know why it happened? Because they was tired of being controlled. So what they do? They beat them, defeated them, won the war, then turn around. Now we're gonna control all these other people. Why do you think America is all over the world? We made it. It's a world problem. White people got a problem with controlling everything. You got white people trying to control Mexico. White people trying to control Iraq, Iran, Asia, Japan. Mm. Hey, think about it. They were so mad. They dropped a nuclear bomb on Japan because they said, oh, y'all think y'all tough? Boom. (laughs) Now guess what? Now we got two military bases there. It's their country. Why we got a military base there? Why we got a military base in, in Kiev? Are you, are you familiar with
2: Rwanda and uh, Uganda? Oh, yeah, I know that.
1: Guess what, guess what? What's it. They don't care about that. But listen, Brian, Brian, guess what? American people ain't in Africa, though, except for South Africa, you know why? They don't care about the Congo. They don't care about Nigeria. They don't care about Kenya. They don't care about Sudan. That's not the point
2: that I'm making. The point that I'm making is, is that you got problems everywhere. No, but
1: Brian, but Brian, think about it. But think, big bro, think about it. White people care so much about being set up in the Middle East because of oil, being set up in, in Asian countries, being set up in Europe, being set up in Mexico and Spanish and Spain and all these other places. But yet you talk about the, the Africa, they only there to seek the gold, the, 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 the diamonds, and all this other stuff. But do we got a base set up there to help the Rwandan people? Did our American troops want to help them during that genocide? Hell nah! Sometime in April, when I watched that movie and read that book, when all those Africans was killing each other, what did the American people do? Nothing. They man, didn't you give two the craps. Topic man. You change the topic. No, 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 no. You you, about, no. I'm talking about how you white people cross over. What are we talking about here? You no, know, what I'm saying over. Like, where are we at right now? I pulled the AI on you. I crossed <laughs> you over, broke your ankles. I did. But what I'm saying is, you said there is not a race issue, just a racial component, but the bigger issue doesn't point to a black and white thing it points to a person or a human problem that's something in us what i'm saying is it is a racial component because why is it when there's african when africa has a problem america don't talk about it we can care less but when there's something going on with people that look like them we hear about it if there was an uprising in britain right now oh crap there was with brexit we heard about it heavily when there was something going on in in the middle east and, and with the oil because we got some kind of interest we hear about it. But when it's something dealing with black folks, what happened in Africa? 2,000 children got murdered in a school. Did you hear about it? Uh-uh. When that happened? Last week? No, it did You get on Google. Oh damn. Do the American people, do the white people say something about that? Hell no. Nah. Because why should it? They don't care. Do we say as black
2: Americans, do we say anything about it?
1: Because we don't know about it. Who controls the media? Name me one. Listen, name me one black-owned national live, radio station.
2: We live in a global world, man. We got listen, we got we got phones. We can if, if we want to be so connected to Africa, we can find a way. This, we, this, we, okay. this new, we don't have to sit there. This is not 1935. We got to sit there in front of the TV between six or at uh, six o'clock and ten o'clock to watch the evening news to see what's going on in the world. Like, okay. no, we can sit there. But, okay, but okay watch it, watch it, watch it, big bro. point. Listen, point. What I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, is this. Your point you're pointing out the branches you're pointing out branches of, of of our problems right you're saying like you know white people you know manifest destination and, and, they, and they setting up shops in all, in all these countries because they want to control things those are branches. let's go a little bit deeper on like why is that why is that it's the same it's the same thing it's the same thing like when you think about when you think about the idea of the United States As a country and the Constitution, I mean, the Declaration of Independence being written and clearly the Declaration of Independence was not written with, you know, uh, uh, for us. It was written for white Americans. So, yes, I agree with you on that. There is a racial component that is racial. And then what we're seeing now today. Yes, there's still some racial components to it. All I'm saying is, is that we black folks, our hands are not clean. Our hands are not are not clean. We can't keep playing the victim. And that's the problem. We keep wanting to play the victim and not go and be like, you know what? There's some things we need to clean our clean in our house too. You know what I'm saying? If mm-hmm. we keep constantly just saying that all black or all white people are the problems, but yet we ain't cleaning up our own house, then guess what? We're going to keep stealing in the same stuff we've been stealing in. I'm not saying act like it ain't there because clearly it is there. It is there. There is a, a racial issue. Yes, I agree with you on that. But there's also some issues with us. There's issues with Native Americans. There's issues with, with Asians. There's, there's issues with everybody. And so my charge as a Christian man is that look, f- as a, from my from my Christian view, I don't care if you're white, black, Asian, it don't it don't matter what you are. If you die without Christ, you're going to hell. It don't mm-hmm. matter what color you are. So therefore, I could care less about all this racial stuff, because the fact of the matter is, is that I feel like I got the antidote to not necessarily fix the world, but to be able to save people. And so, like, I, I, I'd rather not sit here and belittle people and talk about you're terrible. I don't care if you're LGBT. I don't care if you're white. I don't care what what it is. The fact of the matter is that I'm empathetic to a lot of people because I'm like, you know what? They don't know no better. They don't know no better. They out here acting a fool because that's what, that's, what, that's what the world is. The world is a bunch of fools and we out here cutting up. So, that's so what, that's what I'm saying is that, like, if 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 you got people like Martin Luther King, who was a, who was a nonviolent nonviolent man to it to an extent, uh, to an extent, and he he was going through the '60s and stuff like that. There's something right there that tells me, that, you know what, like this man is able to able to like you know take on take on all this like you know stuff that he was going through and still be able to push the message of what he was trying to push. And I'm saying, as us today, we're so far away from that. We're so like worried about just blaming people. We just want to blame people. We don't. We don't want to look at like what do we need to fix about ourselves. Like you said earlier about uh, I think the last episode, you talking about like you know when it comes to black people and mental health. You're absolutely right. Mental health. We don't want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. You know, saying We talk about the, you know talk about you know uh, homosexuality within the uh, black community. We don't want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. That's how we are. We you know what goes on in this house. Say it with me. Stay stays good. in this house. Right? In this house. Right? That's how we are. That's how we are. We want we want to like act like stuff ain't there, you know what I'm saying? And so like we 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 completely just we we got caught up in all this stuff, and we don't even allow ourselves to sit down, calm down, and look at the real to read the reality of what's really going on. Mm. So I mean, man, the, the issue that we're going through, man, is a whole lot bigger than just race. That's just how it.
0: Guys, y'all too two hours and 30 minutes in i'm gonna you know, yeah yeah i'm gonna have to let, you know what i'm gonna have to let this whole thing ride out on the internet uh we won't have to stop right here i'm gonna let it all ride out because i know it's gonna take a lot of people about three days to listen to this man and they're <laughs> going to digest it it's gonna be it's i'm gonna let it ride so i know it's supposed to be um sunday with stallings but you feel all right for me to let it ride tonight um let it let it ride right now, stones. Or you want me to just go ahead and play it's it on Sunday?
2: what's cool. Or if you need to, when you edit, if you need to chop it up into three parts or two parts, what else?
0: This is what do you this, got? this is this is uh this is tough. This is a lot. This is a lot.
1: Hey, now, Frank, wait, no, you think I, it's you think it's a lot? Wait till you get the next topic next week. I know. Oh, I got a lot to say. <laughs> oh yeah,
0: oh yeah. Talk about the interracial uh, dating. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Look,
1: I heard Mr. Stalin, you 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 pro black. <laughs> yeah, uh-uh. <laughs> yeah, we need. Hey, I got a panel. I got
0: a panel too. I got two more guys that um that favor more on the interracial side. Two brothers. Um, uh, one of them used to play football at K State. Another one's Richard Montgomery. He's a good dude. Um, active in the military. Live in Tennessee, so he's down in the south. But um, they're open about it, you know, and they are very. They're very good guys, you know what I'm saying? Very damn good guys, man. So I think they'll fit in perfectly. Stalin's supposed to go find me another um pro black man that's against it, so we'll try to find <laughs> somebody. Um
1: it's hard to find, ain't it? But uh
2: <laughs> <laughs> you ain't lying. No! <laughs>
0: but I think that's gonna be a good subject right there. That gonna be a very good topic. And um hey man, seriously man, I appreciate you guys both, man. Y'all both did good, man. Um Hey man, y'all be safe this weekend. Um just stay out of trouble, man. And, just enjoy your time with your family, bro. You know what I'm saying. So just
1: ain't no question.
0: Yeah, man. I mean, hell, I, I love the show, man. I love, I love where everybody doing. Y'all bring the energy, man. Um,
1: man, we I, picked it up this time. Man, so y'all, that's
0: a good, y'all brought it, man. Uh, maybe if um, y'all two could come to a, a agreement and have the same vision. I mean, y'all have a vision, but y'all could agree. Maybe. Put y'all on against Kenya uh, and um, <laughs> Sen- Senior and her other chick, man. but um, now nah, we'll just we'll figure it out man. That was all good though, man. Um, y'all be safe. Love you guys, <laughs> man. Y'all um have a good time with your family, and um, we'll be texting, be in touch, fellas.
1: Ain't no question. Y'all have a y'all have a great weekend. Stay safe. Be safe, and uh talk to y'all soon. No doubt, all Greg. All, all right. right, I see you, bro All right, Frank. All, all right, Br right. Stone. Yep. Yep. That was
0: Mr. Brian Stalins and Mr. Gregory McMullen on Sunday with Stalins, which today is Friday. And I'm gonna go ahead and let this episode ride out. Um, it's pretty good. Hot out here. Might go swimming. It's 4.07. I need to go hop in the pool, get my workout in. But um hey, we love you. It doesn't matter your race, your religion, your socioeconomical status. Your political views or whatever. Send us an email at benfranknow Frank at 911 at gmail.com. That is Ben Frank now at 911 at gmail.com. Or also visit us on our Facebook page at Ben Frank now. That is Ben Frank now. Or visit us on Instagram, aka the Graham at Ben underscore Frank underscore now. Hey, it was a good one. Good show, Sunday with Stallings. One more time, shout out to Mr. Gregory McMullen and Brian Stallings. You guys have a good one. We love you, and we out.